You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. The madness has begun, as has Game Time Decisions Radio. Red Heat and Rage. I am Rage. He is Red Heat. Gabriel Morenzi, Cam Stewart, the Tony Simcata nailed his lineup uh, last night. Heard he won some money. I believe he won uh, lots of monies. <laughs> monies. Well, $1,000 uh, worth of monies. Hey, that sounds pretty good to me. I could use a dime. You know what you can get with $1,000 nowadays? It pays. It pays to tune in to the Fantasy Sports Radio uh, Network. And uh, it pays because uh, you can fade our picks. Um, You can fade my college basketball picks. Although my NHL. Don't worry. You're not the only guy. How about the Tampa Bay Lightning at minus three? Getting not just losing, getting smoked. They were in every parlay and it killed my DraftKings hockey team. Negative points. Yeah. You know what, uh, Kim? (laughs) I didn't bring it up, actually, uh, yesterday when you said it, because we were sort of pressed for time. We were. But uh, I believe when you gave your DK lineup, too, you said, oh, yeah, it's a guaranteed win. Vasilevsky's my goalie. <laughs> it's been a couple of times this They're year the worst where Tampa Bay. They're the worst favorite. They really goal. are. You can't trust these guys laying 350 nope, and, they're, and 320 they're, and stuff like that. They're better when it's 140, 160. The minute it gets over, two, it's actually funny. The more they should win, the more they lose. They've lost yes, to yes. Buffalo outright. They lost to Ottawa outright. Yeah. They lose all you, the you time. You take Tampa Bay in a pick'em game against a good yes. team when they're playing the Capitals. Exactly. They'll beat them. I know, 6-2. They'll beat the yeah. Boston Bruins. They always do. You know, they'll beat, you know, they'll beat the Flyers, but, yep. you know, you get it. You get them against the Buffalo Sabers, Sabres, Ottawa losers. Yes. You know, like that's a, it's unbelievable. Actually, we've the been Montreal Canadiens oh, yeah, take no. them to a shootout. Montreal should have won that game. That, 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 what were they? Minus, yeah, in those games, they were minus three hundred, minus three twenty, and minus two eight. A couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, when we were talking about putting together those parlays uh, with uh, with uh, Spenny Mac, the parlay uh, king. He's good. We were talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning. I've kind of cooled off on this uh, Lightning team, to be honest with you. And the team that I said I think they're going to be playing, I'm buying in. I think they're going to win the Cup, the Nashville Predators. Nashville looks great. That, you know what? I was on them last year. I was on them in every game, too. I took them in that uh, game seven, and I lost. So I'm almost going to go back to well. They're like my Carolina Panthers. Yeah, they're good. You know, the thing about Nashville, too, is uh, even though they ran into a Jets team that was beat up, you see what they did to them early? They scored three quick goals and just beat down the Jets' will. And that's what Nashville does. They did it to St. Louis earlier in the week. They score early, they jump on you, then they just kind of play defensive and hold on for the win. They got a real playoff system brewing there. That's success in the playoffs playing like that. The thing with the Nashville Predators uh, is they they win the big games. Yep. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Like, they're just an all-around home team. They're just an all-around good team. They're better than Vegas. I mean, Vegas has been a nice story, but let's be real. Uh, We're talking about who a better hockey team I think is, Nash- who's got better players. Nashville's way better, I think. Yeah, Nashville will beat Vegas in a playoff. Oh, series. definitely. I think Winnipeg's better than Vegas still, and Nashville beat them last night, but we'll see. Winnipeg perplexes me. They got a lot of injuries. Win- Winnipeg perplexes and me. And UCLA so. perplexes you. Well, UCLA can go screw themselves, and... I would have made, like, I remember yesterday I kidded about uh, Lane Kiffin. Remember when Lane Kiffin got fired by USC? It was, uh, they lost, uh, I think they lost to Arizona State. And he got fired at the airport. 
Like he he was about to get on the plane and stuff, and they were like, "Listen, we got a message, Mr. Kevin." No, no, like on on the tarmac, they were like, "Listen, um, we just got the call. You've you, you're done. You're you're not welcome. Sorry, coach." Be pretty awkward telling him, yeah. "Listen, you can't get on the plane. Oh, like, you can't lose to the Sun Devils, Lane. That's the way it works, right? It's a cold ass world out there. You say it, Moretz. USC. I'm using your line. Yeah, USC is. thinking, you know what, yeah. Lane? We gave you eighteen million dollars. Yeah. You can afford a you can afford a plane home. Okay, we we were twenty two and a half point favorites against the Sun Devils so, and we lose. You're gone. So with, with Steve Alford, it would basically, I would have pulled the same thing type of deal. You know, you're going to, you know, I'm not that bad. I'm not, it's like there's a dude that worked at the FBI camp. He's worked, uh, he's literally, literally like weeks away from his pension and he's about to get fired. There's a debate whether Ooh. you fire him Oh, that's tough. 23 years he's been there. That's a good pension. But it's not even Trump that wants to fire him. It's actually the FBI says he's violated a few codes. But people are like, wow, he's the former head of the FBI. He's weeks away from the pension. What do you do? You know what? I, I would uh, take his pension away. <laughs> you screwed it up, buddy. <laughs> this guy's made a living about screwing oh, other yeah. people's lives yeah, yeah. about excuses. Should have. I didn't you bring mean to up good it. points. You bring up very good points. This <laughs> cocaine is in my mind. She was already dead when I got here. Yeah. Yeah. Did you believe any of these people over the years? Probably not. I found her in the room, dead. It's like Oscar Pistorius. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I just, thought they I, were intruders. I know. that's. The, yeah. but, you <laughs> sh- but, Oscar, you shot six times into the bathroom. I, I, it's, it's okay. Yeah, but I thought there was an intruder that <laughs> yeah, broke through the bathroom. Yeah, watching his testimony was great. That's like what. <laughs> that's awesome. So you're arguing with your girlfriend. Yeah. Your girlfriend becomes scared because you're a nut, nut job, job who has a gun. She locks herself in a bathroom. You blow like a shotgun, like through the bathroom door, killer. Exactly. And then claim that you thought somebody broke into the bathroom and there was an intruder. Yeah, just because you got a plastic leg, you could still hear. That sounded like a lot of. Du- that's nonsense. You know what, though? If he was in Florida, he would have gotten off. Well, yeah, the. Standing my ground. Stand my ground law. Yes. No, no, he would have. Like, you, you, you could kill anyone in Florida. Like, South Africa, they don't they don't mess around. They didn't care. Your Oscar Pistorius, too bad. Yeah, you're the, so like the intruder in Renzi Studios there, the guy who popped in, if you clipped him, that, that, you're standing your ground. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that that doesn't go far uh, in these parts. No, these parts you're in, you're doing hard time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, so, so Joe Thomas uh, has retired. A uh, long time Cleveland Brown offensive great, line. Cr- great career. We were just talking about. Uh, we were just talking about uh, Joe Thomas uh, calling out Richard Sherman. And, you know, Joe Thomas, you're, you're saying that Richard Sherman's an idiot and took a bad contract. Dude, you just spent like 12 years playing every week for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> all right. You're an idiot for not asking for a trade. I think we have Mike Cardano lurking. Man, we got like peeping Toms here. Lurk, Cardano. What's up, uh, boys? Mark, Mark Lawrence will join us in a couple of minutes. And uh, Lou from Gamble, who's actually going to join us in Vegas later in the week as well. Mike Cardano. What's your take on, on Thomas, uh, Mike? You know, I don't know about Thomas to begin with. In the control room, everybody's telling me he's a, a lock for the Hall of Fame. But how, how, how are you a lock? He probably has maybe the worst losing percentages of any player in the history of the National Football League. How do you get into the Hall of Fame if you're a perennial <laughs> loser? Like, like, think about it. Who, who, who has more losses than him? 
They don't hold yeah. it against offensive and, line. And also, too, he's the, only, he's the only good guy in the Browns for all those years. They would have got beat you know? down even more. Oh, I know. I know. Because we, we watch him. He's good, Mike. <laughs> Let Mike me he's ask a you very the, good line. Ten, ten Pro Bowl appearances yeah, in 11 The guy's years. awesome. So I said 12 years, 11 years. My bad. Ten Pro Bowl appearances. Well, maybe they're putting the wrong guy in the Pro Bowl. I mean, we were talking about this <laughs> in, the, in the control room. You know, they, they would say, oh, Mike Trout is the best player. But but he uh, we don't think he has a winning record as a, as a starting player. So if you can't you know win with him, you, you can't about, you do a Herschel Walker trade and just revamp the whole team? How about last year, Mike, when, when Mike Trout went out, uh, I was like, man, they're terrible already. Yeah. Now without him, they got better without they, Mike Trout somehow. Which is insane. <laughs> well, it, it, if you're not winning with him, what's the point? So that, by, by this, <laughs> I'm going to defend Joe by, Thomas. By this logic, though, yeah. should we just trade Carson Wentz? They just yeah. won with Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Yeah, good. that's a very good You point. don't need him, do point. you? No, you don't. You don't need a mic. Send him to Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, we'll take him. I'll take him. <laughs> well, think about the Herschel Walker trade and how that changed things. Sure did. That was like, yeah. That was a fleece job. What was the worst one? How about the other one, Ricky Williams? Twelve draft picks. picks. Yeah, now, now you'd get like one or two tops. Twelve who, who, draft picks. Who, did, who who gave him the draft picks next trade? That was uh, Mike Ditka. Yeah, no, 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 his, yeah but who, who, what, what team? What was the other team? Oh, uh, it was the. Uh, was it all with one team? Yeah. Yeah, who what the hell was it? Let's see. Not the Dolphins. It was. Let me uh, look it up. I have all yeah, these. Yeah. That was crazy. I have all these pages open. I don't want to lose. <laughs> I got open up. Oh, you know, you guys don't touch your computers over there. I'll do yeah, it over yeah, here. Yeah, Hold yeah. on. That's a good point, Mike. I'm, I'm only allowed to open up like two, two. Like our over under for Windows is two and a half for my machine. I, yeah, I just, yeah. I don't like to do any. Yeah, no new, that's, no a good, that's, a good, that's a good point. So I remember it was the Vikings and the Cowboys for for Herschel Walker. That's a good point. Who the hell did they? Who traded all those picks to the Saints? I'm gonna look this up right. That's a now. great question because I, 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 I initially I thought it was Dolphins. I'm gonna know Redskins for Dolphins later. Redskins. And it's, look, it didn't make them better. No, it didn't. They, I, they must have poor draft by the Redskins. So, and how about this, guys? Because look, the Buffalo Bills right now. The word on the street is the Bills are aggressively in talks with the Indianapolis Colts to get the third pick overall. Ooh. They want to trade up. They want yep. to get a quarterback. Who that quarterback is, I'm not sure. I think it might be Josh Allen. Um, historically, they say, you know, you don't do this. You don't trade voluminous picks to trade up to get a guy. It rarely works out. Yet, honestly, if you look at the track record here, the the, the Philadelphia Eagles traded a hell of a lot to, for, for Carson Wentz to yep. the Cleveland Browns. The Philadelphia Eagles got good with Carson Wentz. They did. Did the Cleveland Browns get good with all those draft picks? No. No. So I'm almost thinking, Mike, you're better off getting the player actually and trading up if you think you can get a franchise quarterback. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know. The one player, listen, unless you're playing basketball with there's only four other guys on the court, yeah. the one player, it's hard to have a really good, you know, huge effect on things. Didn't I mean, I don't, let me ask you this. Is. Is, is, yeah, in, in all seriousness, if Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers – was the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns the last two years. Are they 1-31? in 31? They're better, but they still don't win. Are they 500? Yeah. They're, 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 they're right around, yeah. just well, yeah, hovering they're, around 500. They're 7-9 and 9-7. Nine nine yeah, seven I agree. They're just world. trying to battle. I think, I think, you know, Deshaun, they, they, that's a weird example because Deshaun Kaiser literally and figuratively did 
cost the Browns games. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, His did. red zone turnover ratio yeah. was the worst of all time. Yeah, like he threw pick sixes in overtime. Yeah. He turned it over on the one-yard yeah. line. Bad he ran, puck he ran a QB sneak once with like nine seconds left against Detroit. That <laughs> yeah, was a good that was the worst. Dave, you're shirking the point. If you take Joe Thomas off the Browns, do they lose more? Do they win more That's than a, one game? Yeah. Or right, lose so more than, I mean, how many more so, games can they lose? So Only one more. What you're saying is, if you're on the NFL committee here voting for this, you're saying, sorry, Joe, you're on a piece of crap team. I'm not putting you in. Well, he contributed to that, didn't he? Yeah, you're going to say, how good were you? I like his loyalty. It'd be great. You just make a montage of, like, Kaiser getting killed last year, and you go, you didn't protect him very well here. Gabe, when I played baseball, if you didn't drive in a run or score a run, you did nothing. Yeah, baseball, though, there's you know, there's players from losing teams. How about the Buffalo Bills? How about, you know, honestly, didn't they, what about Spiller that year? Did they trade up to get Spiller? That was a disaster. Yes. Yeah, that was, see, that's what I'm talking about. Trading up, so, some teams do it well, some teams don't do it well. I'm going to admit something right now that I'm not proud of. This He's, is like we, we yeah. talk about, like, if you uh, you accidentally tried to pick up a, a hooker and oh, it yeah. turned out to be like a man. Oh, yeah, at the, tra- at the Super yeah, Bowl party. Yeah, yeah. We, we said, yeah, I didn't do it. No, I, I did. Yeah, no, you like the yeah. party? Yeah, I like oh, yeah, the party. So I was saying, it's not the type of thing you really want to admit, but this one's even more <laughs> embarrassing. This one's even worse. I actually said that I think that C.J. Spiller can rush for 2,000 yards. <laughs> Maybe That's including... picking up a transfer. Feel free to laugh, Mike. Feel free to laugh. <laughs> including running back and forth to the stadium? Yeah, exactly. No, to the hospital and the rehab center. So, hey... I think he might have had. I don't know. I can see. I'm, I can, let's see. C.J. Spiller, I think he might have had. The worst. The, he had a great yards per carry average in his yeah. first year. The problem was with C.J. Spiller was when we were working at our other uh, place game, we met him because we were doing those things, and he came in studio, and he was nice, and, you know, we were starting to cheer for him, and then uh, everything was downhill after that. So, yeah, listen. So, it was 2012. He averaged six yards a carry, guys, in the NFL. 207 attempts. That, that's like, that's serious stuff right there. Like six yards uh, per average per carry. All right, so he rushed for nearly 1,244 yards, six touchdowns. He had a long of 62. And I thought it was after that. I was like, man, if we give him the ball more, this guy legitimately yeah. could just be a superstar. And Doug Marone came in, Mike, and Doug Marone said, you know, I don't think that C.J. Spiller gets the ball enough. Well, 2000. And, and I said, I said, man, this is great news. <laughs> and Marone said, I'm going to give the ball to C.J. Spiller until he pukes. And he puked. And I swear to God, it was like week three. They gave the ball to C.J. Spiller like eight <laughs> times in a row once. He puked on the sideline. He what year, what year did Marone up. come? I think it was 13. Well, he had he had 207 attempts in 2012. He had 202 attempts in 2013. Yeah, because he was puking. They realized he couldn't do it. <laughs> and, then, and then after that, Mike, what happened? Went way down. Yeah, he went down to 78. Then his career was done. Now, see, there's something about Clemson Tiger players. C.J. Spiller. Sammy Watkins. I, don't, don't, don't. Deshaun Watson's going to be different, though. Yeah, he's the exception. He got hurt, though, last year. I'm just praying that's just a one-time thing. The Bills so draft you... way too many Clemson Tigers. Yeah, they, they do. Yeah, that's because that stupid idiot Rex Ryan's kid went there, Mike. So it's like Did the he only play team... at all, Ryan's kid? He's on special teams. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe he was just special. Special teams. Yeah. <laughs> special teams for a special guy. So, uh, yeah, it was like the only damn team he ever freaking scouted. You're right. Not just that. If you notice, too, it was all ACC to Buffalo Bills. 
EJ Manuel, Sammy Watkins. I can go down yeah. the list. Ronald Darby. Like they, they had a hard on for for ACC players all the time. It's like the Cincinnati Bengals love West Virginia players. Yeah, like don't stop, don't do that. Stop doing it. No, I mean, don't it's do not that. a good move to. Build you would have think they would have took kids at least that played in the north. <laughs> yeah, you'd think. In the cold. <laughs> Poor dude. Remember the guy from West Virginia? He fell off the back of a freaking truck oh, and he yeah. died. I know it was awful. Poor Chris Henry. That's right. And rest in peace. I told people Geno Smith would be a bust. I know we actually we were on that. We were both. I on knew, that yeah, one. I knew that one. The guy thinks the the earth is flat, man. He, he's going to be a quarterback in the NFL. So we got a Louisville Cardinal as your new quarterback uh, now, Mike. Teddy Bridgewater. I don't what know that you? he's going to start. I don't know that you pay the backup ten million dollars. What? So oh. is what's the deal with McCown? McCown was they signed him for ten year. million dollars. Interesting. I, I think he did a great job last year. McCown was good. So Bridgewater's got to compete. Ranks. He's yeah. got to compete. He has to compete for the job. Who's to say it's his job? I, I, McCown I played well last year. Yes, he did. Very I think well. the like, tell will be if fan- they draft a quarterback in the, with the first pick. Dude, I got this guy at like a do- like at the end of a, an auction draft for like a dollar, and guys were still laughing. Oh, you can get somebody. And I'm, I'm sitting there. I used him a couple weeks. Like The guy was fantastic. He ran for touchdowns. He put up numbers. With that team, I think he overachieved. Interesting situation. It's an upgrade. At least if you have McCown and Bridgewater, yeah. it's better in the situation that you've had in the past. But, yeah, this draft. So what's the buzz uh, in New York, Mike, with the New York Giants? Do people – what does Giant fan want? Do they want to get a quarterback? Do they want to get Rose in? Do they want to try to get, like, uh, some help for Eli Manning? Eli really doesn't have much left. No, I'm thinking it's – It wasn't fair the way Eli was treated at the end. But we'll hit this uh, later in the program. I'll be Mike back Tom- in an hour, guys. We can talk more about that in an hour. Yeah, sure. Mike Cardano will join us later. Mike Cardano is going to be uh, hosting the program tomorrow and Friday. We're going to check in from Vegas, though. We'll also check in with Tony Sakata from Vegas. They've got that uh, U.S. Fantasy Sports. That's so right. We'll tell you about the format after. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rich Radio continues. Mark Lawrence next. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. I am Gabriel Morenci, so alongside the Ranger Redhead Camp Stewart. Tony Sincata will take over. Rides solo today, like he does yeah. every night. He, he's solo. Yeah, we got to get the, hopefully we can get there, buddy. We'll see how, we'll see how the traffic is when we leave the studio. That's right. Uh, so uh, me, me and, uh, me and Cam are en route to Las Vegas, Nevada, following uh, this program. March Madness has already begun. Uh, how about them Bonnies uh, last night? And gritty, gritty. Yeah, real. That's the best way of putting it, Cam. Real gritty uh, performance last night. But let's just analyze their name. 
The St. Bonaventure Bonnies. Bonnies. Like, really? Like, that's such a Buffalo area thing to do. <laughs> yeah, Buffalo Bulls, St. Bonaventure Bonnies. Uh, the Bonnies, is, isn't he like a friendly, he's, he's a friendly kind of pooch, isn't he? He, he, he's try, he tries to look like a wolf with fangs, but he's more like a, a dog that you can pet. Well, if you ask UCLA, they weren't too Oh, yeah, friendly. yeah, that's the thing. That Bonnie bit back. UCLA uh, gutless <laughs> team. And, we, you know, we've been talking about this a lot about there's always a team that plays in a play-in game that goes on a little bit of a run yes. after. And is this team St. Bonaventures? Because I tell you what, I think they look pretty good matching up against the Florida Gators uh, right now, getting five and a half points. Let's bring in um, the, the man himself, uh, the, the Playbook uh, newsletter. We tell you it's, it's the best in the business. Uh, you can get information about it, playbook.com. You can get it on your mobile device and at the Google Store, the Playbook Cube. Um, but uh, his uh, March Madness preview is, uh, is legendary. It's the Bible of all March Madness previews on a yearly basis. Mark Lawrence joins us. I'm going to put Mark in the hot seat, and uh, maybe he's got some numbers about teams that win play-in games. <laughs> but, Mark, it's always a pleasure. Congratulations on another great uh, March Madness preview. Yeah, I appreciate that, Gabe. A, a lot of hard work by our team here. It's from the time the selection show on Sunday started, that paw of a show, until this thing went out on Tuesday, it was like little sleep, one or two hours. But we got the puppy done, and uh, hopefully there's some good information there that can help everybody find an extra winner or two. Weren't fan, you weren't a fan of the selection show, Mark. <laughs> 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 if Paw means I was not a fan of the show, then uh, that's correct. You read that right between the lines. I think that was ridiculous. I think it gets worse that. every year. It gets worse every year. Like, you know, you know, people don't even know where to watch this thing anymore. Like, I gave, it's, just, it's, it's a gong show. I got to be honest, Mark. I just gave up on it. <laughs> and I was like, whatever, man. I'm getting, no, I'm dead serious. Because people were asking me, what What do you think of this and that? I'm like, I don't know, man. They did the South. They started with the South. So it's confusing me. <laughs> like, they, they were all over the place. Yeah, we're going to do half this bracket. And then they go to a commercial. Then the lights went off. They had more technical difficulties than we do on this show. <laughs> and that's saying something, all right? It's I mean, that's TBS. Like, honestly, I was like, man, don't feel too bad. You know, like, yep. I actually laughed about it because Seth Davis was talking and he sent it to a question to the guys. And as soon as he said to them, the lights went out. And I was like, man. Hey, tough break, guys. We shit, deal with it. Shit happens, all right? Yeah, that's, so it's like it made me feel better. I'm like, that's a TBS happen. show. What are, what are you going to do, right? So, you know, so, there's, there's, a, there's a thing, Gabe, called rehearsal. And you'd think that that would be in their in their vocabulary. It looked like they just went on the show flying off the cuff, and nothing was orchestrated. It was just ridiculous. Absolutely, I like what uh, I like exactly what Cam said. Next year they should name it the Gong Show because that's what it was. <laughs> I feel like you're calling us out right now. No rehearsal, winging. Settle down, Mark. Settle down. But you're, but, you're, but you're not in front of the cameras, and you're not on primetime network. And all those other good things, you know. <laughs> now nah, we're, we're 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 rehearsed. We're good to go. You know, we've been doing this 17 years now. I think I'm pretty rehearsed, Mark. Right? So <laughs> I think I think you guys are. Yes, I'll buy that. <laughs> yeah, at this, at this point in time. So what about that, Mark? And we'll get to tonight's playing games. But what about that? Do you have any numbers uh, as far as uh, playing teams that win? And you're looking to save Bonaventure now. I mean, these guys. Man, they, they, they just meet all the check marks. Gritty East Coast team playing with a chip on their shoulder. They just sort of have that it factor about them right now. You can tell they're really playing for each other against a pretty underachieving Florida Gator basketball team right now. The thing that gets me about this is it's kind of tough for these kids to go from, uh, you know, western New York to Dayton, now to Dallas. Yeah. 
You know, but I think they probably hit the wall in the weekend as opposed to yeah, they, this, make, they might have game. one more good game yeah. left in them. Yeah, yeah. I think they can pull this off. What do what, what the numbers, Mark, tell you? Any trends as far as uh, teams that win the play-in game? Well, what we've seen as far as teams in the playoff game are concerned is at least one of those teams has made it to the round uh, of 32 uh, yeah. for, five, I think it's five years in a row right now. So you're looking at a team right now, if one of these teams is going to advance, it would likely be St. Bonaventure in my mind as well, only because the other two legitimate teams that would be playing here tonight, Arizona State and Syracuse, I don't believe either should be in this tournament. I felt St. Bonaventure belonged in the tournament. In fact, I felt St. Bonaventure should not have even been in a play-in game. They were that strong. So i got to cast my vote for St. Bonnie to keep that streak of six years in a row now for play-in teams to make it to the second round of the tournament. These 640 Eastern games are dog's breakfast. Like, there's just some of the names. I, like, honestly, I was looking at the NIT card game and going, wow, these games are so much. Like, we got NC Central taking on so- uh, Texas Southern, Mark. That kicks off the party. At least we get the, the late game Arizona State-Syracuse. But let's talk about NC Central and Texas Southern. Reading the playbook, Mark, you think it's going to be a very, very, very tight game. Maybe right come uh, down to the final shot or something like that. This should be a real tight one. Well, these are the two dregs of the tournament tonight. <laughs> uh, so you're picking out the best-looking maggot from the garbage can. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would say, <laughs> I'd say the most desirable one would probably be NC Central, NC Central, if for no other reason, no other reason that Texas Southern is the only losing team in this tournament here. They have the lowest, they're the lowest-seeded team. They're number 68 of all the seeds, and yet they're the favorite. I can't figure out why. The wow. makers would favor them with the worst record in this tournament and the lowest seeded. I'll offer UNCC in this game. The best maggot from the garbage can. I like that one. That Cam good. likes that so much because Cam's actually fished yeah. through garbage cans for food before, yeah. right? So <laughs> sometimes I've and I've left it too long too on a hot summer day. That's not fun. You know, actually, you know what, Mark? I think it was actually with you years ago. It actually was. You remember years ago oh, we yeah. did? Uh, it was for covers, if you remember. Remember we were in Vegas at Sunset Station? This is going back probably about 12, 13 years ago. And it was you, me, Teddy, Cam, and uh, Steve Merrill. And we were out in the Sunset Station. There was a Hooters at Sunset Station. There was. So, like, on the Thursday night before you guys got there and stuff, like, I had Zab Judah on. I had a bunch of boxers on. And we ordered a bunch of Hooters and stuff, Mark. And I swear to God, man. So we did the show Thursday. And then it was, like, Saturday. And then we did the show with you guys Saturday afternoon there. And after you guys left, there was, like, leftovers. No one cleaned the studio up, so it was just us, right? So, like, the boxes the boxes of Hooters were still there. And, man, there was, like, two-day-old shrimp, fried shrimp, like pop- popcorn-style shrimp from Hooters, two days old, man. And, Cam, you jumped right in. You looked over. I remember I was, like, I was tempted. I was like, man, they still look good. They did look good. I was good. like, yeah, I'll try one. I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Cam pounded back two-day-old Hooter trip, and he didn't feel very good after. No, it was, it was pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah, after. It's like, I don't feel very well, Cam. Good show, though. <laughs> so, yeah, I just thought of that because you were there, Mark. That was the time you asked us to come to your we room were, to see your database. database. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs>
Yeah, pro- so, probably the, the the one uh, the one most important thing in your life that you missed. If you had to do anything over again, you probably would have said yes. I want to see that database, but <laughs> something you have to live with the rest of your life. That's all I can tell you. I could barely stand when you asked yeah, me, Mark. Exactly. I was out all night. I was like, hey, I saw you. Was I like know that. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Mark, I got to go to my room. I'm about to collapse. I could sense that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So. So Syracuse tonight against Arizona State. Now, look, the Pac-12 only had three teams in this tournament. And Arizona are a legitimate threat. UCLA are bounced. Now Arizona State tonight. It's pretty clear that the committee does not respect the Pac-12 very much. It's a common theme. You look at college football as well. So, you know, they only have three teams. UCLA gets eliminated. Arizona State are pretty fraudulent, Mark. The committee... Put as much emphasis on on your on on your full body of work as your recent current form, but ASU have been fading for a while right now, and I just don't like this team. You look in in a sense that UCLA last night had to fly guys twenty seven hundred miles to get to the game. Yep, uh, it was four hundred miles for the Bonnies. You could see the Bonnies family was there. Their mothers were freaking out. The the band, the fans, home game, everyone was there. Syracuse, similar situation, guys. It's like three hundred fifty mile drive. All the Syracuse fans are going to, not all of them, but the hardcores, the families. Who's going from Arizona State? Nobody. And now you got Arizona State flying across the country to play in this game. Coming from a conference that I don't really think is very good, you know, thrown in on the fact mark they have to play against a zone right now. And, yeah, you got to hit a three ball. Yeah, maybe you can hit threes on your home court. How are you going to hit the threes in Dayton, Ohio tonight with those tight rims? What's your take on this one? I like Jimmy Bayheim here. Well, I understand all your reasoning and your logic, and it's all solid uh, for Syracuse in this game for the situation. The only thing that I might throw in is the fact that the, those fans that are in the stands wearing orange shirts won't be defending, rebounding, or at the free throw line. It's going to be the players that are going to decide this basketball game here tonight. Arizona State is in a Tom Petty free-falling mode right now. That should be their theme song, free-falling. Yeah, we know. Uh, no team... We know how Go Tom ahead. Petty's doing right now. Yeah, exactly right. Tom, Tom's oh, got a few dandelions to look through to watch through this basketball yeah. game. Just like ASU will. That was a downer. All right, I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Sorry. I like Tom Petty. I'm just, just saying. I understand, too. I, you know, I like him real well myself. But nonetheless, uh, you hit it right in the head. Uh, this is all based upon their body of work for the season. If you look at their body of work for the season, Arizona State did an admirable job. Uh, and I'm saying that because they knocked off Kansas. They knocked off Xavier. They went up against five, 800 or better teams this year. They won and covered all five of those basketball games. Syracuse is the poorest shooting team in this tournament. Nobody shoots worse than do the orange uh, from the floor. I think it could end up being the factor in this basketball game. I think Hurley asked his team to dig down deep one time to at least take this red-faced embarrassment off this basketball team here tonight. I'm going to side with the Sun Devils. But whoever wins this game, will be watching the uh, basketball games next week with us because they won't be in the tournament. Hey, Mark, before we get to the day one of the NCAA, I want to talk about one NIT game tonight. The change of venue, guys, in the Washington-Boise State game, kind of interesting. Washington is hosting Boise State now, and but the Broncos are still two-point favorites. Very interesting, Mark, because you know the home team and the CBI and the NIT, usually big, big favorites in the rest of the card. Uh, that's an interesting matchup, Washington, Washington and Boise State. What do you think about this one and, the, and this change of venue? Well, uh, I think it's a, a real strong case here for the Washington Huskies. They did not play bad basketball the second half of the season. Unlike most Pac-12 teams that died down the stretch in conference play, they played admirably. Uh, the Huskies did. 
and they should not be a home dog here. It's not that Boise State was deserving or even looked at to be in the uh, big dance, but nonetheless, I think the home dog with Washington, I agree with you, Cam, should be the take in the game. I like where you're going with that, uh, Cam. So let's start off with this uh, first game in the morning. Uh, NCAA tournament, the first one up, is actually one of the games that I, li- that I like I like, I like, like uh, a lot uh, here. Mississippi versus Oklahoma. You want to talk about teams uh, in, in the Tom, uh, Tom Petty freefall uh, mode. Uh, that That's the Oklahoma Sooners uh, right now. And how Oklahoma got in and Oklahoma State did not is... Well, you know, and as as your playbook alludes, Oki, a money burning five and sixteen yeah. against the spread versus sub eight hundred foes uh, this year, including zero and ten against the spread away from Norman. Uh, they're on a three and thirteen ATS uh, run right now in their last sixteen games. Listen, I don't like, you know, Rhode Island sort of hit a wall, and there's there's a couple of decisions yeah. late in games that Rhode Island have made on the court that I haven't liked over the last couple of weeks, and I watch a lot of their games, but. You know, this team was on such a run. I think they just sort of hit a wall a little bit, and they were just a little bit gassed and tired. I don't know how much of this Hurley stuff is going to be a distraction as far as him potentially leaving, but, you know, you got all those guards. You're going to have four four little guards running around, spreading the floor out for Rhode Island against a one-man operation in Trey Young. And Trey Young, I think, is a little bit overrated. He's a good kid, but he's not Steph Curry, man. And he doesn't get it. Like, when he misses shots, he doesn't take it to the rack. He doesn't, like, make things easier for himself. He just keeps bombing away, and he gets all down and frustrated. I like the Rams here. I'm going to lay the two-slash-money line, Mark. I'm with you, Gabe. Uh, I think there's two teams playing here. One should not be in this tournament. The other assuredly should be, and that's the Rams from Rhode Island here. Oklahoma was not deserving. Oklahoma State is who Rhode Island should be playing tonight or tomorrow, I say, early in that basketball game. And for all those reasons, I like the Hurley factor here. There's a possibility that he could meet his, his brother in the Sweet 16 round should they both win, continuing going, moving forward here. I don't think Arizona State's going to do that, but I think Rhode Island is Sweet 16 material in a win situation. I'm with you. I like the Rams in this basketball game. Interesting game here, Mark, and uh, I know Loyola Chicago, Gabe and I have been talking about this team a lot, a very, very popular pooch, and uh, reading the playbook there, you think these guys can actually, you know, take down Miami, Florida? Miami, Florida is laying a one and a half in the game, total 133, you're thinking Loyola Chicago, a very dangerous pooch. They are. They're a little bit short for a number. Uh, if you take a look at the seeding, they're a number 11 seed. They're a little bit short, taking one and a half or two points, but they're deserving. Now, this basketball team is a real sleeper, guys. This could be one of these Cinderella-type teams that advances, and people wonder where they came from. They dominated in the Missouri Valley, and this team uh, shoots the ball better than any team does in the tournament, and they play a real sticky brand of defense. What I like about this team most of all, they're what we call in the playbook a double champion dog to a non-champion. These plays have been terrific in the uh, in throughout the basketball tournament, especially the opening round games. Uh, Loyola won the regular season. They won their conference tournament. Miami didn't either. And Loyola's the dog here. I think they're the better basketball team. I think they win this game, play them on a money line, and take the points as well. I like Loyola over Miami of Florida. Mark, you know I'm a big Michigan fan, and you know a couple of weeks ago I was telling anyone to listen that 80 to one's a great pick uh, with Michigan, great value. And now everyone's on the Michigan bandwagon, and I'm warning people about this game against uh, the Bobcats uh, of Montana, and you know some alarming numbers that uh, you know only we're going to find in Mark Lawrence's database here. But you know, Mark, you look at Michigan. 
as you stated, now they're going to be off for 11 days. Number two, when they won that Big Ten tournament last uh, last week, what was their toughest game that they played? Who gave them the toughest battle? Iowa, the first yep. game up. They went to overtime. They got all that they can handle from Iowa. Michigan thrived as underdogs. Mark, can you hang on a minute? Uh, we're just going to a commercial break here. I just wanted to get to your, your, your elite elements, uh, your eight. Can you hang on for a second, Mark? No problem at all. Hold on, thanks. All right, good stuff. We'll take a quick break. Mark Lawrence will join us quickly on the other side here. Hey, we're going to Vegas, not Hawaii, eh, Florio? Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Red heat and rage hitting the strip. Circus, circus. Oh, hey. I missed the Sahara game. I had a big run there. Can't we'll play blackjack for 18 hours straight. <laughs> I guess we're at the SLS now. That's that's going to be my new home turf. Good vibes. Good vibes there. Right across the street, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> right across the street. Mark Lawrence uh, still with us. Uh, so we appreciate Mark uh, staying yes. extra with us uh, here right now. So, Mark, I was talking about the Michigan Wolverines uh, there, and I'm a Michigan fan, but this game does worry me a little bit. I talked about uh, Iowa giving us all we can handle, and Michigan, we thrive. I've, listen, I'm a lifelong Michigan fan. I know this team inside out, Mark, and, you know, we thrive in that four-and-a-half, five-point underdog role. You know, no one believes in us. We beat Michigan State. We beat Purdue. We don't thrive in this, hey, let's lay 11, 12-point role. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not our role. We're not an explosive team. We score. We're efficient. We play good defense. But when you're only putting up like 75, 76 points, what? We got to hold Montana to 60 points, essentially, to get that cover. As you write, Mark, Montana, 19-2 and two straight up in their last 21 basketball games. And how about this for alarming? So Michigan had been off for 11 days, and I didn't think it would be a big deal because the first game would be kind of, you know, easy to get, get you know, shake off the rust. But Montana's not easy. And courtesy of Mark Lawrence's database, teams in the first round of uh, March Madness off consecutive straight-up ATS underdog wins – like I just alluded, Michigan beating Michigan State and Purdue in back-to-back days are 14 and 38 straight up, 19 and 30 against the spread, including 0 and 20 straight up and 5 and 14 against the spread against uh, 7, 7, 7 or greater opponents. Are you saying Montana Grizz upset alert time or what? I don't like this. Just I'm no. very worried. <laughs> what I'm saying is I bet you Michigan gets all that they can handle and wins the game by six or something, Mark. Uh, man, your numbers are scaring me, buddy. They really are. Well, they should. Uh, you know, that's a warning <laughs> number. Oh, they should. <laughs> that Michigan goes into. Uh, and Montana's a basketball team that's been there and done this before. Uh, they know what this tournament's all about. This is their 19th NCAA uh, tournament. They have only two double-digit losses this season here. Montana does. I like Michigan to go far in this tournament here. I just think they're going to get the you-know-what scared out of them in this basketball game. 
I'm a big John Beeline fan, and I, I agree with you. I think he plays as an underdog better than any coach in the country. And, in fact, in the playbook newsletter, Gabe, if you took a look at those elite eight elements, uh, there are eight factors that have found the NCAA champion winning this tournament 17 of the last 18 years. Michigan is one of the five teams that owns all eight of those elements. I think they'll make it maybe even as far as the Final Four Michigan, but not in this basketball game. This is a bad spot, and you, you, you top it all off with the fact that this team has too much rest. The Big Ten, I think, made a tragic mistake in doing that early tournament here. These guys are going to turn to rust in this first basketball game. I think the Big Ten's going to struggle in the first round, maybe get themselves together moving forward. But all these factors here point, I think, to a nice play in Montana. Hey, Mark, a game that's falling off the radar. Stephen F. Austin taking on Texas Tech. The Red Raiders minus 11 and a half. You guys remember when Stephen, F. Overrated, Stephen F. Austin went Texas on a nice Tech. little run before. I remember that that team. They were very, very dangerous. They covered a lot of numbers, Mark. and uh, Lumberjacks. Yeah, the Lumberjacks. It says the database right now says this is going to be a very, very tough game uh, for the Red Raiders. And Stephen F. Austin, for a small school, they've been there, done that. They've had success in the tourney before. What I like about Stephen F. Austin is uh, is what they've done this year. You take a look at what uh, they went uh, to Mississippi State. They only lost by five. They won on the road at Louisiana Tech. They won at LSU, and they only lost by one point at Missouri. They can go toe-to-toe with just about anybody they're going to put in front of them. Two years ago, they whacked West Virginia, uh, beat them as a, they were a number 14 seed, and they beat them by uh, uh, 14 points, did Stephen F. Austin. They've got only three. They're only three hours away proximity. They're going to have the fans here at Dallas. Uh, it's not a long trek for Stephen F. Austin to get to this particular arena for this basketball game. They call them the Kentucky of the Southland Conference because all they do is win and dominate that conference here. This is the fourth time in the last five years Stephen F. Austin is in this tournament. I think Texas Tech gets scared to death here as well. Good defensive team, Texas Tech, but a lot of lousy numbers here. They were only six and nine against other tournament teams to the spread. I got to play Stephen F. Plus the points in this game. Texas Tech wins and advances, but I think they get the you know what scared out of them. I like where you're going with that as well. I, I agree, um, Mark. I, I'm surprised at more people. I thought I was going to be one of just many when people asked about the big upset. You know the the Big 12 five upset. So for the record, since 2009. Uh, 12 seeds or 24 and 12 against the spread against the five seed. Nice uh, in this matchup, and I, I think we have some live dogs here. And I, you know, I wouldn't care. I don't bet games blindly because of the seed situation, but I think Murray State can give West Virginia all that they can handle. I think South Dakota State have a chance of beating Ohio State outright, and we're getting it's coming down a little bit, seven and a half right now. I saw, but I, I like the Jackrabbits here, Mark. You know, Gabe, uh, uh, I did an interview with Covers, and they asked me about the, how handicapping this tournament, and they were banging people that do trends. And, you know, I, I do trends, but I, more importantly, I do systems. Trends are there for teams, but systems are really what counts. When you're talking about the most popular trend in this tournament, it's the 12 versus the 5. And it was said uh, in the interview that uh, it was Winston Churchill who he said he made the famous quote that uh, those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And all I can say is, who am I to argue with the prime minister? I have to follow. <laughs> I have to follow the history with my database here, and the database is strong in these 12 five seats. I think this is the biggest upset in the tournament in the first round, South Dakota over Ohio State. This team can play South Dakota State, can, and Ohio State had that little run, that good little run in the middle of the season here when they uh, took over first place in the Big Ten Conference here, but then they came back to earth here right now. This has got upset written all over it to me. I played South Dakota on the money line plus 320 in this game. 
uh, Mark, I look forward, and I'm aware of the elite, uh, you know, the uh, elite eight elements needed uh, to win the tournament. And you listen to the prime minister; I listen to the playbook. <laughs> so I don't, I don't mess with this. And it's 16 and one, and it's been years, Mark. And you and I have been doing this for years, and you've had the same recipe for years. And UConn have been the only exception twice, uh, for the most part, like over the last 20 years. So I was so hardcore, Mark. I actually looked up last year's playbook on Sunday night. So when you were doing your work, I was doing work. I was like stalking you. I looked up like I looked up my emails from last year. Smart. Found like the the elements, and I did it myself. Yet I, you know, I don't know. I, I doubled and I thought I triple checked it, Mark. So Duke, Kansas, Michigan, Michigan State, Villanova. I thought that North Carolina met the pedigree, and I don't want to. Believe, I, what, what did I miss with North Carolina that they don't have in this? It's their points that they allow, Gabe. They allow 73.1 and oh. less than 73. Okay, okay see, I was going to ask you that, actually. Was it 73 decibel point? Exactly. So it is. Okay. I was so, wondering about so that. So 0.1% is why yeah. the Tar Heels don't So it's criteria. literally 73, not yes. 73.2 or whatever. Yeah. It's got to be 73 or less. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's clearly less than seventy three. So they missed it by what you would call two decimal points here. Yeah, wow. So they're two decimal points away from winning. Great, so great work, guys. You guys are going to math class. This is good. So <laughs> just just for the record, sixteen of the last seventeen NCAA champions have possessed these eight elements. Uh, they're either a one, a two, or a three seed. Uh, they average seventy three points per game or more. They give up seventy three point less or more. more. They have an average scoring margin of uh, seven, so they win their games by an average of seven points or more. They face the top 25 schedule, have a head coach with six or more NC tournament appearances with at least one lead uh, uh, performance, were either in the NCAA tournament last year or have an All-American player. Duke, Kansas, Michigan, Michigan State, and Villanova. Basically, one of these teams will win. Wow. I don't believe that Duke and Michigan State will be playing each other, so that eliminates one of them right there. And I don't think uh, Duke is going to win. I think Michigan State knocks them off. I've got Villanova winning this thing, Mark. And I had Villanova playing uh, Virginia. Yeah. How much this is, and nothing with a database here, Mark, but what's Mark Lawrence's personal opinion on the Virginia Cavaliers losing the ACC six-man of the year, uh, freshman of the week last week? This kid's a key contributor to their basketball team. I think it bites them in the Sweet 16 round, Gabe, uh, when they take on Arizona, because I've got Arizona-Kentucky, and I think Arizona beats Kentucky. And I think they can take Virginia out as well. Arizona's going to play with a chip on their shoulder in this tournament. They've got as much talent as any team does in this tournament. I think we're going to see that. Uh, I think they make it as far as the Elite Eight round does Arizona. Uh, I think Virginia falls to the likes of Arizona before that. But the guy I like out of that uh, out of that region there is Cincinnati, the Bearcats. They would have made these uh, these eight these eight elements. Cincinnati would have. The only thing they missed is Rich, uh, Mitch Cronin having not been to an Elite Eight round yet thus far. I think he'll put that on his resume here this year, but I think uh, Cincinnati makes it also to the Final Four. And, Mark, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the same results. So, like Winston Churchill, we're going to try to be, you know, that don't just reach on some games and do dumb things during this tournament. And, you know what I mean? We've got to be a little bit smart. Me and Gabe are talking with our money we'll management. Never surrender. And never, never give up. Never surrender. But one, t- <laughs> one dog we were talking about, and we talked to our buddy Big Man on campus about a game that's flying way under the radar. And you like it, too, in the playbook. New Mexico State, again, you like these guys outright against Clemson as five-point dogs. Mark, you really, really 
really like them. They're you scrappy think get it kids. Done? Me and Cam were talking. Yeah, They're very, tough kids, these kids, New Mexico Very, State. very scrappy. Uh, interesting pick there, Mark. Tell us about New Mexico State. Well, you know, they're one of the 12 five seeds in this matchup here, and if they weren't, I'd still like them. I don't like them because of that. It only enhances the flavor of the taste of the game. But what they're bringing to the table here, they rank in the top five, uh, both in defensive field goal percentage and rebound margin. That's two critical categories for teams to go deep into this tournament. They own both of those top five rankings. Uh, they've been a number 12 seed four times. They've won the money all four times doing just that. They went up against two other fellow tournament teams this year. They won and covered both of those basketball games. There's their coach here. There's a new head coach. That's Chris Jans. He was an assistant at Wichita for three years uh, when he learned all about winning basketball here. He's got this team listening to what he's doing here. And if you look at Clemson here, I don't know if you caught this, Gabe, our incredible stat from our Playbook newsletter here this week, but when Clemson in the last two years has played teams that have a better record than do the Tigers, they're 3-15 and 15 straight up in those games. In fact, they're 0-15 straight up if that opponent is 625 or better. I think this is an upset here with New Mexico State. Another 12-team, 12-seed, I think knocks down the 5 with New Mexico State. Another 12-5 is Kentucky and Davidson. Um, so as, as you can read in Mark Lawrence's preview, it's been 10 years since Steph Curry's sophomore year when he drained 44% from three-point range and put himself in position to be drafted seventh uh, by the Golden State Warriors, and the rest is obviously history. Uh, the Wildcats lost to the eventual champion Kansas Jayhawks uh, that year. They have not won a tournament game since. Yet this team can shoot the three. And Kentucky are playing their best basketball of the year right now. I told people keep your eye on this Kentucky team. Uh, but this, this is a tough game for Kentucky. Kentucky are the type of team, like against Tennessee, Cam, it's a good matchup for them. Yeah. Bunch of athletes, Southern kids, just sort of street ball, playground. We're better than you. We're going to re- like We're more athletes. Yep. You know, we just, we, we're, we, we have a higher pedigree, more blue chips. Davidson will frustrate them. Davidson's different, yeah, man. Yeah. Bunch of dudes just draining threes, tall guys, fundamental basketball. Won't we'll be intimidated by Kentucky. And I'll tell you, a couple of, this the game comes down to me, Mark. If Davidson's three ball is falling, they're going to give Kentucky all that they can handle. I agree 100% with that, Gabe. This is a basketball team, I think, in Davidson that Kentucky does not want to meet here this week here. They come in here off that uh, what would be termed an upset win over Tennessee. I was a little bit surprised they were the dog in the game, but they're coming in here changing roles, if you will. And this is a well-balanced, good, fundamental basketball team in Davidson. They rank first in the nation in assist-to-turnover ratio. They're second in the fewest turnovers this year. And they also have the best free throw shooting team in this tournament. That's a lot to bring to the table here for an underdog at Davidson. That also has a lot of pedigree. I got to grab the points with the Davidson Wildcats in this game. Well, we talked earlier about some teams from Texas. Now we're talking about the Longhorns, Mark. Uh, good game. This game. Yeah, this is actually a very, very good game. The Nevada Wolfpack taking on the Texas Longhorns. And Mark, uh, you got a you got a case for Nevada and this team. Uh, they're very, very dangerous. I think they're a very dangerous basketball team here. Uh, you know, what, what you're looking at here, first of all, is a seven seed taking points from a 10 seed. That's a no-no in the opening round of a basketball tournament here. And the Nevada, you know, they, they suffered a tough injury when they lost Drew, their point guard, but they played okay without him. They took a stunning bad loss in the, uh, in the conference tournament game, but I think they could bounce back from that. This is a Texas team that was on the bubble about being in this tournament here. I like Shaka Smart as a head coach. He's done a great job doing that uh, with teams in the postseason tournament here. But this Nevada basketball team, 
Uh, you know, there's only five teams in this tournament that had winning straight up and ATS records against 700 or better opposition this year. Four of them are big boys. The other one is Nevada. They've taken down the, te- the better basketball teams almost all season long, and I think they could take Texas down in this game as well. This is one where oh. I'm going to have to respectfully disagree, Mr. Uh, uh, Prime Minister Lawrence. He, he, he whipped out the Texas jersey. Uh-oh. Yeah, what am I holding in my hand here, Cam? Yeah, that's all. Oh, there it is. There's the old law. It's a nice jersey, actually. I like Beautiful colors. Yeah, Gabe's rocking a Texas jersey right now. Yeah. Oh, I like the Wolfpack. You know what? I think I'm going to have to bring it to Vegas in Nevada. Oh, I'm yeah. Put this yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting people. Actually, don't like that. It's UNLV town. Yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah. Now, uh, That's right. Now with Mo Bamba back, uh, Mark, I just, I'm just i going with Shaka Smart in this one, man. I think uh, Nevada, I think they're gonna, they just rely too much on the jump shot. They're a guard-laden team. You know, it's going to be a fun game. I think Texas is just going to – it's going to be a battle, but I think Texas toughness comes through here, Mark. Well, you know, to make a case for Shaka Smart in a basketball game uh, is not difficult to do, especially this time of the year. I can totally understand that, but I'm going to ride the Wolfpack here. I think they won nine of the last 12 games coming down the stretch, even though they took that bad loss. And I love the fact, like I say, against good quality basketball teams, they step up. Texas doesn't meet that 700 uh, repertoire, uh, but nonetheless, it's proven to me that Nevada can go toe-to-toe against good basketball teams. I'm going to use your yeah. own words against you. Shaka Smart, uh, third toughest strength of schedule, according to Ken Palm. <laughs> but Mark says even their Big 12 pedigree won't get them through this matchup. All right, Mark, we got like 30 seconds. Great stuff. You guys got to get the playbook. It's worth it. You can't possibly get all this information on your own. I don't know how the hell you did this in, in the span of 48 hours. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to still uh, to figure be out. honest uh, with you. Uh, so uh, San Diego State, Houston, tough game. I'm leaning with the Aztecs plus the points. I would. Uh, it, it's a tough basketball game because these are two of the hottest teams playing here right now. Um, I'm going to lean small to Houston in the basketball game, but you know it's a coin flip either way. We call Houston by one only because of the seeding. They're the sixth seed against the 11th seed. Uh, I think it's a tough basketball game, and if Houston wins the game, I think it goes down to who scores last. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Twitter's blowing up, yeah. man. Ford Nation. Ford, Ford Nation's a strong nation. Uh, for Doug Ford come running out of the gate pretty hot and strong here. Brother of legendary Toronto Mayor Rob Ford. That was the best. When he, I went, he was like the brains of the operation with Rob. When I, when I went down to Doug, Bob. Doug's like Rob Ford without the crack smoke. It's a good, good point. <laughs> it's like, is he Rob Ford? Well, he's not as funny. He actually is funny in his own way. He is. He's funny like Trump is funny in the sense that 
It's just the way he talks and yeah. looks, and you know he doesn't. You know yeah. What do you call him? The angry beaver. He kind of looks like that. He starts chomping. Like he's got that look. Like he gets. Uh, he, you don't mess with this guy. And I'll tell you another. When I was down in Baltimore, yeah, he, he, was, he, he was a hash dealer. In yeah, high school. exactly. Why not? Who was it? <laughs> Who was it? That's what you do. You go to high school in Canada. You do two things. You play hockey and you sell hashish. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I was telling you when I was in when I was in Baltimore, I did that indoor soccer press conference thing when they brought me down there, and the old lady from the Baltimore team, "Are you related to Rob Ford?" That's what she said to me because my face oh, is yeah, all yeah. red and I'm all told her, yeah. yeah. Should tell you, yeah, 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 he's my uncle. He's my uncle. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, his stance on a lot of issues is uh, it's going to get him some votes, Gabe. Let's he, put it that way. He follows me on Twitter. He's Does put, he really? Yeah, nice, he, nice. He just started following me. Just? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, just the other day. Yeah, really? I find it interesting, too. Just as he starts to announce, yeah, he started following me on Twitter for interesting, one Interesting, right? Because he, he was there that day. We talked about it for a little bit on Friday when he was there visiting Oakley and stuff. And hmm, maybe he likes the program. Maybe he wants some NCAA. You know what? Maybe he wants some NCAA picks. Well, like I tweeted earlier, it's hard not to like his platform. He wants uh, a free uh, marijuana market. That's a good, yes. good. That's very good. Uh, he's uh, pro casinos. Win. And uh, he wants an NFL team in Toronto. Ding, 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 ding. All three. Kind of like Mark Lawrence's database. He I like it. All like points. Points. Doug Ford was insane enough to think that Toronto could steal the New Orleans Saints once. <laughs> like, he's actually so... He's crazy, but he's diabolic in the sense that he's he actually hears what Saints have least problems. He's actually kicked that around. I, I, I swear to God, the Fords before Rob Ford told, was telling people, too. That's he's a, like, it's not out of the realm that we could steal the Saints. Uh, yeah, it is. But, yeah, it is. But good try, guys. It is. <laughs> You're not getting. Do you the imagine Saints. Louisiana losing their team? Oh, they, to, 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 yeah, to Toronto, they would absolutely snap. You're you're right, man. That would, that would start a war. Toronto will have an NFL team one day, yeah, but it'll it, be an expansion team. Exactly. It won't be any exactly. of the other teams. Because I'll tell you, you don't need that friction between uh, maybe the, the Cleveland Browns in Toronto or some team that would be uh, on the chopping block. Well, speaking of the Cleveland Browns, they got Carlos Hyde uh, today. But Ooh. let's bring in. Do we have Lou from Gamble? Is Lou ready to rock? Lou. Turn. Lou! Hey, there you go, Lou! Lou! Lou. We're going to see Lou. We're going to see Lou Lou in about 48 hours. Why don't you get into Vegas, Lou? I'll roll in Friday morning, and uh, then I'm getting in in town in time enough to watch the second wave of uh, the official weigh-ins. The the weigh-ins, originally the live stream is 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. I'll be up watching that in Phoenix, then I'll get the car drive to Vegas and be ready to interface with you mad men Friday afternoon. So are you doing, uh, are you going over to South Point as well? I know your buddies with the guys over at South Point being a Nebraska guy like you are. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll go straight into the South Point, watch those weigh-ins there, get kind of acclimated. I think there, I may uh, do a quick spot with the guys in their studio there and uh, away we go. But most of Friday afternoon and evening is, uh, roped off to see you two guys it's it's been a long time coming gabriel that south point buffet kicks ass yeah like it is so good for cheap everybody's invited we're going to be at the uh, the mirage (laughs) at uh, four o'clock vegas time seven o'clock eastern but that doesn't matter because we're going to be in vegas so at four (laughs) o'clock vegas time (laughs) uh, clay travis uh, is going to be there clay travis obviously a very very big uh, sports personality on fox uh, sports uh, radio so uh, me and Clay Travis hosting a little bit uh, of a party together. Uh, it's going to be off the hook, man. It's going to be off the hook at the Mirage Sportsbook at uh, at four o'clock, 
And then, yeah, who knows what happens after, Lou? We got we got podcasts to do after. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, so the first time you're going to – it's the first time me and Lou are going to be meeting. Yeah, I'm going to admit, Lou, I might be under the influence of some alcohol when you meet me. <laughs> Listen, uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, and uh, whatever we do, we do. But we're going to have a good time while we do it. Yeah, we're going to win some money. We got basketball and on fighting, as you mentioned. So I like your style, Lou. All this basketball going on, Cam, Friday afternoon. Lou's got to get to the room to watch uh, the (laughs) way-ins. That's determination. I won't bet any any basketball. I haven't bet any basketball. that's, That's its own mysterious thing, but I'm focusing on the fights. All right, so let's jump into to the fights right now from London. Uh, London, uh, Volkov and Verdum, some heavyweights uh, battling. Uh, numbers hovering around uh, minus 200 for Verdum, Lou. Yeah, and uh, I'm taking the bait. I, there, I, I just think this is, a, is, this is no finer spot for Volkov than he could paint. This is a really favorable spot for Volkov, in my opinion. Verdum isn't getting any younger right now. Volkov, very tall, rangy guy. Cam's going to want to keep his distance. How do you think he wins? Like, how, how, what? Is it the youth factor? Does he keep his distance? Land some kicks? What's the what's the route to victory uh, for Volkov, uh, Lou? Yes, in my opinion, he must keep it standing. And if you watch his three fights in the UFC, he faced a big, huge, capable first test in Tim Johnson, who did take him down a couple times. But Volkov got right back up, okay? Then after that, Roy tried it. Big Country tried his ass off to get him done, get him down. Couldn't get it done. I mean, Volkov is 6'7", weighs 251 pounds, and his lower body, he's extremely strong and has very good takedown defense. Then in his last fight against Struve, Struve is the poster boy for not taking advantage of his physical attributes, and that was a stand-up fight. So I, I believe Volkov must keep it standing. I don't think Verduno has the strength to be able to get him down, and I think he's going to suffer way too much damage trying to get in against this big, young Russian, 11 years younger. He's three inches taller, going to be heavier, have three inches of reach with his arms, two inches of reach with his legs. I think this is a good spot for Volkov, plus 180. What about the total, Lou, two and a half? I can't disagree, uh, too, in a toss-up fight. i got to take the underdog. What about the total? Uh, I, I mean, this fight's not going to – I mean, if, if it goes the way I think, Volkov's going to touch him. When that happens, I can't guess. I, I have no guess on the total. <laughs> Lou, looking at the card, I'm, guys, I'm seeing minus 200, minus 210. Minus, a lot of big, big favorites, Lou, and I know you're you're a dog player. You're like the dog be a live there. dog with a Polak. Yeah, exactly, buddy. I live in Little Poland, so, yeah, we, we like to represent. What do you think there, Lou, about uh, Manawa and Blachowicz on the, in the in second uh, main card? Minus uh, 210 for Manawa there. That's uh, a lot of juice, buddy. Yeah, it is. I, 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 and I don't know that I believe in Blachowicz, who, who had to tussle to get by Jared Cannonier in his last out. This is a rematch. Manawa won the force. I, I, I tend to think this is a little bit of a prop for Manawa, even though Jan Blachowicz doesn't realize that right yet. Um, I, I don't really want much of this fight. I, I'll also say this about the lines. Since Nick Kalikas, the line maker for five dimes, has left them, they've been left in the lurch. And these lines were late to come out, and they're really, I, I, would, I would 
caution everyone. Uh, try, I don't look at five dimes lines since Kalika's left. I'm relying on the opening lines from Pinnacle, which is a solid, sharp book. And I don't, I'm not on anybody's payroll, but I have to trust the integrity of numbers. And I, I'm using Pinnacle now, not five dimes any longer. So you know, yeah, get away from five dimes. Those numbers are without ration. You know, the one that I'm not. Um, Pinnacle's got low juice. I don't. Uh, I don't even have an account. Well, actually, I do have an account, but I've yeah. dealt with him for years. Uh, exactly. But I will say this because I know this for a fact uh, that in an MMA world, the bet uh, bet Chris lines extremely respected, uh, Lou. Extremely respected. So much so that when I, you know, Vegas is so so overhyped when it comes to betting. But so you know, when I lived in Vegas, Lou, you know, and this is about five years ago. You couldn't even bet some prelims at some books, right? So, man, I was at you the still uh, yeah, I was you at still the M. I, I was at the M. So you know, the M's are upscale. That's where Floyd Mayweather hangs out, Mike Tyson's wedding, etc. Oh, that's where you bet big, and they'll take your million dollar bets. I went in, Lou, to bet on some prelims. They were like, "What? No, we don't have them. We only have the main card." I'm like, "Come on, well, guys, man!" I was like, "Come a, on." So, a... so get this, Lou. So I told them, I said, "Come on, guys, you're the, you're the freaking M, man. Like, really." And they actually said, all right, hold on a second. So they went out. They got the manager. He came out, and he goes, all right, we're going to take your action. They didn't have any lines. You know what they did, Lou? I'm sure they don't like me saying this. I saw them. They opened up a computer, and they said, just copy and paste uh, Bet Chris. And then I said, oh, you're using uh, Bet Chris. And he goes, yeah, that's what we used to begin with. And, and, and I heard from, other, I've heard from other bookies that Bet Chris is like one of the main originators of MMA lines. So I just wanted to throw that out there, Lou. Just check it out and see well, what you it, like. It's it's widely known that the lines for the, for the UFC and MMA originate offshore, but it, I don't know what it is. And except for Cantor gaming, which does own the M and Matthew Holt, who you can find on Twitter. Exactly. Uh, Holt knows MMA. He's embrace, a good guy. Holt. Exactly. He is. He, he is. And they embrace They, in the last two or three years, while the rest of Las Vegas treats the UFC in particular, because that's what I work on. It, they treat it like it's got leprosy. However, Matthew Holt and those guys at Cantor Gaming are embracing it. They're taking a leadership position, and I tip my hat to them because they recognize an opportunity, and they're seizing it. And I don't know why the rest of the books are so intimidated by this sport. Uh, it's disappointing to me because I can't just go anywhere and yeah. sit around and watch the fights and bet. i got to go. And, and Saturday during the day, while you guys are all watching – basketball i'm going to be down at the m watching the fights and betting you know what i find interesting what about i don't know if palace stations and the fertina stations yeah. casinos take ufc action right now they wouldn't before no. they weren't allowed to because they own the that's UFC. right yeah conflict of interest they, they, pro they probably do now they don't, don't own the ufc yeah. anymore that's a good point but really good point yeah but you never know they might just say screw it no they probably own like two yeah. percent or something we don't know about it you know what i mean there's probably some still because i'm just gonna say that's yeah. 18 books right there 19 properties in the city it, that it, elim it el eliminates ufc action yeah. too right and then you it, get it, stuck it yeah and I love the I love the oyster bar at the Palace Station, but anybody that has to be stuck watching UFC in any one of those station casinos, I I, I my condolences. Settle down, Lou. I live there. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> I love that oyster bar too. The, the, the we're we're, we're going we're gonna to crush oysters. That's my that, thing. That oyster bar, man, always packed. No, because it's it's value. Twenty four hours it's, a day, yeah, there's yeah. a lineup. It's a bucket. They have bucket for shot. years. Yeah, it's crazy. For man. years, <laughs> my buddies tried to get me to go there, and I told them I wouldn't go in the Palace Station. I was a snob, and I wouldn't do it, and I wouldn't do it. And it's a long story short. I finally got there, and now I go every freaking time I hit town. You know what else I is love famous? the Palace Station. They have 99-cent margaritas as well. That's fantastic. Yeah, people get smashed on you know, margaritas. They have that margarita bar. I, I think we might have to make a trip down there. I like their price. That was the, last, price that was the last bar O.J. Simpson hung out at, <laughs> that's actually. Right. That's right. That's where he was. He was at the margarita <laughs> bar before he went upstairs. And, uh, but, uh, but, uh, well, it's true. Uh, I will say this, Lou, and this is true, actually, about Palace Station. Um the Fertitas took that $4 billion. They renovated Palace Station. It's no joke anymore. It's, it's beautiful? Yeah, no, they really, they really, really, really different inside. Like the well, poker, everything. Not, yeah. I mean, I was just there a few months ago, and they were still doing it. And it's amazing because it's, it reminded me of Chicago. In Chicago, money dictates. And this whole expansion of the uh, Palace Station has happened towards the freeway interchange. And I'm telling you, if you are driving on the freeway and roll down the passenger window and stick your hand out, you can hit the side of the new expansion. That's how close it is. I'm telling you, it's a, it's amazing. But I haven't been in since they sunk all that dough. But uh, it's great to see Vegas having its day again because it's on fire. You know, the UFC. Did, did you bring your uh, cards? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like the Will Hill card and the Stations card and all that. It's literally, I got I like lose 20 them of them. I lose them. Oh, really? Yeah. You, should, you, should, you uh, just go get a new one. Just yeah, show up get a new one. Exactly. Yeah, still alive. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's funny at Palace Station, Lou, you like this. Uh, the UFC, uh, so they owned it when I was there, right? So right. the UFC headquarters was right across the street before they built this new thing that they have, the new complex. So it was right, that was their home base. And. They liked it because it was only local, so tourists really wouldn't know. But they actually had, like, private suites. That's where all the real partying went on, Lou. And it was nuts, man, in the back. Like, they had this area. I lived there, so I knew the building, like, inside out, right? In the back, camp, there was, like, uh, just a row. It was, like, eight tinted window BMWs. UFC 1, UFC 2, UFC 3, UFC 4, UFC 5. And basically, you got killed if you, like, you parked anywhere near there. It was, like, no. Like, no, no. You don't. Like, they even had, like, a security sort of standing around there. And, uh, right. you know, it was funny. But uh, so we're like, man, that's a lot of UFC cars. And I used to give them, like, to, like, the, uh, the, the Octagon girls and stuff. So, like, Ariane Celeste. Once, like, I left Vegas and I went to L.A., and uh, just by chance, like, Ariana Celeste left at the same time. So, like, we were driving behind Ariana the whole time in UFC 1. <laughs> and it's a true story, man. This chick freaking drives like a maniac, Lou, all right? Oh, <laughs> She's, No, no, like, honestly, man. She got into the desert, man. She thought we were stalking her, I think. Because we left Palace Station and she leaves Palace yeah, Station. Yeah. Who are these goons? She's in the middle of Death Valley in the highway. We're in the middle of the, like, But she was freaking flooring it, dude. Like, I swear to God, she was doing close to like 180 and stuff. She went right past cops, man. We're just thinking, man. I guess when you're Ariana Celeste yeah. and you're ultra hot like that, she doesn't have to worry you, about a ticket. She doesn't care. Her, her actually, her, that, that ticket goes right to the UFC that's one. A, account, that's a great right? point. You know I mean? And you're a that's cop exactly and you pull her right. over. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I don't give a shit. She can talk her way out of anything. Style. So the best part is, <laughs> so we're blazing away and stuff. Yeah. California trip. We're so, we pull up to Ariana. We look over to her. 
She's smoking a bowl. She's smoking. <laughs> she's trying. She looks over, and we're blazing. We kind of nod at each other. And I was the. Uh, it was the Cain uh, Velasquez. Junior Dos Santos uh, fight when Dos Santos knocked him out, Lou. I've been around a while. That was in Anaheim. <laughs> uh, Lou, we're going to see you on Friday. I can't wait, Lou. I'll see you at uh, Mirage, and thanks for the time. You guys travel safe, and uh, good luck at the fight. You got one prelim for us, five seconds? Yeah, but the numbers are barely out. I, I'm, I think Bradley, Bradley Scott... Uh, is a good dog against Marshman. Bradley Scott. Bradley Scott. <laughs> Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Red Heat and Rage. I'm Red Heat. Rage will be back in a second here. Went around the corner joining us, the boss. Mike Cardano. Hey, Mike, how you doing, buddy? What is up? What is he, bathroom break? Yeah, bathroom break, exactly. Sometimes we needed one more promo there, but uh, yeah, he's grabbing the headset. He's back. Uh, yeah, you would figure. You yeah, would, you think uh, you would figure there would be a log lineup for the bathroom, <laughs> but it would be a problem, but. <laughs> You know, I'm trying to be that healthy, Mike. I, 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 drink, yeah, I drink a lot of water now, right? So How much? Good for you. How much? Uh, uh, about uh, two liters a day. So two, uh, about, a, well, yeah, two liters a day. So like a big bottle of water a day. That's not bad. Yeah, I'm yeah, trying I drink to about try, three. What, three, three of those? No, yeah, like no, three, three, got bigger, like three liters, three liters. So those are 1.5. So yeah, you I drink, drink two of those a day easy. You yeah, do, yeah, huh? oh, yeah, when I'm sleeping, like I'm up all the time taking a leak because I'm, I'm so thirsty at night. See, I live like 47 years of only drinking like uh, Pepsi and Gatorade and stuff that caused me some internal problems, uh, Mike. Uh, you know, my uh, my my insides were guts. pretty hard. Yeah, you don't have so to tell I mean, me. Cam, you ought to get, just get a catheter. That's a good call, Mike. <laughs> One thing about me, like, Baretzi is the guy, like, everyone thinks whatever, but when it comes to cola, like, I'm worse than him. Like, I got a real problem. Like, I plow Pepsis and Cokes. Like, I'm trying to get off it. I can't shake it. I'm like a, like, my buddy's dad used to wake up in the middle of the night and smoke cigarettes because he smoked so much. Like, I was like a three-pack-a-day guy. I'm like that with cola, Mike. I don't know what the hell's going on, but I got to shake that stuff. It's brutal. Yeah, you know, it's not any easier as you get older here. Ken. No. And I don't know if it's it's either you or it's Gabe. I'm not sure, but one of your followers, or most of them, they're messed up. Every time I come on this show, and who's giving out my personal information, my phone number and my email address? 
I didn't give. No, you we never do that. No, no. What are you talking about? I, 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 I get the craziest <laughs> stuff, and I finally tracked down. Somebody's just scanning Uberfax and sending me stuff. So here's today's. Here's today's. Just random, and it's whenever I come on your show. If I don't come on the show, I don't get this stuff. Some female penguins engage in prostitution, performing sex acts in exchange for pebbles. However, sometimes the female penguin will just trick the male into thinking they'll have sex and then run off once she gets the pebble. That was wow. today's well, fact. Penguins so sound real. Me, you're telling me that like a chick penguin hangs out and dudes come up with stuff. Pebbles. And like if you don't have the pebbles, if you got the pebbles, she'll she'll do something. But if she doesn't, and then sometimes she'll just steal the pebbles and, yeah. and tell you to screw off. Apparently. I don't, I, I, wow. I, I don't wow. know. But I get these random facts when I come on your show. <laughs> you're saying so? You're saying it's our guys? I, it's got to be. It's either you or Sincata. Who else is... That sounds like Pony. Prostitution and penguins? <laughs> Pony's been talking about having sex with an alien all week. He can't get over it. And they're always messed up stuff. They're always messed up stuff. The, the other thing that's got me in a tizzy today is I tell you, I, I think I tweeted you before about this uh, minor league baseball. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get to this. All right. So we talked about this. And I don't know. Everyone, I don't know you're, you're in a tizzy. Everyone's in a tizzy. We knew this was coming. I warned people. They've been doing this in the World Cup of Baseball. They've been doing it in the Olympics. They announced that they, they did it. They flirted with this last year uh, briefly at the end of the year in the, in the lower minor league levels. So Major League Baseball has announced that all minor leagues. So Major League Baseball runs the minor leagues. Yep. They're all affiliates of Major League Baseball. They're in control. Every from from rookie ball from the Vermont you know rookie league to the Myrtle Beach league. Pelicans to AAA. Yeah, to the Staten Island you know games that are going on. Everybody will now be playing in extra innings with a runner on second base. And you know, listen, Mike, they're not doing this. And then you get to big league baseball, and and they're, they're, that's not going to be the way you play. They're going to change this when the collective bargaining agreement is up in 2020, and I guarantee you they implement this in a major league baseball. My guarantee. The funny thing is they're not claiming that it's to speed up the games. They're, I mean, they want to speed up the games, but they're saying it's for player safety. So listen to this. What, here's, here's the, here's the quote from minor league uh, baseball uh, president Pat O'Connor in his press release. Player safety has been an area of growing concern for our partners at the Major League Baseball level. The impact that a lengthy extra inning game provides has on pitchers, position players, and an entire organization was something that needed to be addressed. They're, they're claiming that you're going through too much, you know, too many pitchers, or they're throwing too many yep. pitches, and that's wear the out that bullpen. That's what they get paid to do. Yeah, that's I, you got one pitchers. job. You're a pitcher. <laughs> and let's be real. How many games a year go 16 innings? One. I'd say about two or three. Like it's it's you know, baseball hasn't changed, and that's one of the beauties of it. They clearly feel alarmed, and they want to. They want to get hipper, but I don't see how doing the, this thing is going to make some some teenager that watches NBA games want to watch baseball. Wait, you think some kid out there? Oh, now an extra inning for the guy on second got, base. Got now, in. now I'm going to watch. <laughs> exactly. But we saw the same thing in hockey, guys. With That's the NHL, the thing. It is implemented it quick. People, people said, oh, man, no, no, you can't do the shootout. Now everyone's used to the shootout. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think this did. is going to get hard to get used to. This, this is crazy. And not only that, with no runner on base – you got to throw the ball in 15 seconds. So now you're so a pitching it, machine. And so you're, is there actually going to be a clock? Is there actually going to be a pitch clock in the background, like behind home plate? I don't know. These like minor league like, uh, team owners are going to spurge for a pitch clock? I, I, I guess yeah, the umpire's got to have a stopwatch, no? <laughs> that's, that's the whole point of baseball. There's no clock. <laughs> exactly. Like they've actually defeated the damn purpose. I know. 
And to your point, too, when they implemented and, that, they implemented the three-on-three. Three, that know what it started? In hockey, the same thing. They did it in some cheesy league. And know what the NHL said? This is great. Yes, you're and right. they implemented it. it was, and everyone's like, oh, this is never going to happen. So let me and ask they, you they, guys. They stole it from, a, like, a D-league. So baseball wants to do, you know, make all these radical changes. And we have more that we'll tell yeah. you in a second about. They want to make these radical changes. What's wrong with baseball right now? Their players are making $300 million contracts. Like that, what, what, not a problem. they're all making a ton of money. The the television contracts are hot. The, the the stadium attendance is good. What the hell are they tweaking things for, Mike? Everything's fine. What's what? What are they doing? Why don't they just add a pitcher to the roster? The the, the union very, would have yeah, to. Yeah. The union would have to. Like oh, that, you right? know, you you want to know why? Because the owners wouldn't want to do that, right? Yeah, I guess the so. owners don't want to do that. And we talked about it. The players' union will agree to this stuff with the second base stuff. Because they want to go to the strip club. Oh, yeah, hey. It's just a job to them, Nobody's getting paid by the hour. It's right. It's just a job to them. You know, if you're on, you know, you're on the Seattle Mariners and, you know, you're 51 and 51 and you're like, man, is this game going to ever freaking end? We're we're supposed to be meeting that chick Monica after. This is, you know, like, (laughs) it's just, it goes on too long. And the the managers don't like it because of the pitchers. So this is, when the collective bargaining agreement is up, what do you think about this, Mike? Because they're going to bring two new teams in. My Montreal Expos will return. And I think Mexico City, but we'll see whether it's Portland, Charlotte, or Mexico City. Maybe Vegas. God knows. Who knows? Uh, but they're talking about smashing up the divisions as we know it, and they're just going to go to a National League, American League. I like that. So sort of just I'm, one, I'm, one I'm, through 16 yeah. in both. I'm done with the divisions, and I'll tell you one what thing. What do you think of that, yeah. uh, Cam? You like that? Yeah, I do I, I do like that because if think about it, even if you're a Yankee fan, Red Sox fan, it's a murderer's row in the AL East. you got to play all these teams. Red Sox are always competitive. Yankees are always competitive. And for the other teams, they never had a chance in hell because they couldn't beat them now in the division at least. I, I just think it's a better system, game. You get to play. Uh, and hockey's going to be doing the exact same. And divisions are stupid now. You don't need them. You just have conferences, one and two. I, I think it's way better for everybody. I don't know what you're thinking, Mike. But we don't need divisions anymore. Listen, I, my, my problem is my age, right? So I'm 50 years old. I'm so damn used to this. That would be a tough one for me to swallow. I, I hear your arguments. You know, I do think it's unfair no, well, for somebody like to... Seattle to have to fly to yep. play. They, they fly yeah, yeah. a ridiculous amount to play games it's a good compared call. to you know, teams in the Northeast. They're playing each other. Dude, really you're exactly it. right. And this is why they want to change it because it costs them money. It's ridiculous. Seattle, Seattle should be playing against San Francisco. Francisco. You know, Seattle should be playing against the Los LA Angeles. Dodgers. Yep. Like, right? They, and this is what they want to do. They want to get – they want to – there's either switch the divisions up, realign the divisions for a more geographical thing. They want the yep. – long story short, the Mets and the Yankees would be in the same – you know, there would be – more interleague sort of, you know, it wouldn't be interleague anymore, but they want more geographical rivalries played out more, and they want to spend less money traveling. Let me ask you something. And, and, and it, it makes sense. You, 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 and let me, let me just say, Mike, you're right, too, because I was born in 1970. So divisions didn't exist before 1969. It used to be American League, National League. So they only created this sort of format that we know in 69. I just want to throw that out there, Mike. Yeah, I didn't realize it, right? I was born in 67. I, mean, I didn't even realize yeah. that part. But, you know, me growing up, it was, you know, I was a huge Mets fan. The, the Cardinals were a big rivalry. 
That that that, that don't happen anymore. But let me. You, what, you, what about the Expos? Like the Expos. Right, so this is what I wanted to get we into. We were in the same division, but you, we were never really, you know. Well, that's because you weren't suck. close enough. Yeah. No, hey, you guys weren't very good either. Settle down. Yeah. We had a couple of years when you we were fueled by cocaine. And uh, I didn't say we were any good. Well, what you did have was a great minor league system. You had an awesome. Yeah, yeah. Whoever had the, the, yeah. the minor league system there. I mean, that guy should be uh, have a job somewhere. Whoever, well, just the, well, one of them was just Fred the Expos' Larry. luck too. The year they're going to win it, they were yeah. lo- they're locked to win. They went on strike that year. The, the Expos team couldn't have been beat. Okay, but you hear they what I'm saying with Montreal? Why why it sucked though? And why one of the reasons why they couldn't they it hurt them? Who are they playing against? Who's their rivals? Like, well, are, are right. you going to yeah. Philadelphia from Montreal to Philadelphia? To they see also the have a problem with the stadium. The play, I, I, I watched the yes, game there. It's the a sta- mausoleum. Yes. It's, it's a, a big dump. cement, you know. Yes, it did. But I'm just stating, look, Boston is basically six and a half hours from Montreal. The Boston Bruins and Montreal Canadiens one of the most best and heated rivalries in all the sports. The Red Sox and Expos. New York, Vermont, it's all right there. Well, you got to play the Toronto. You have play. to have the two Canadian teams play. No kidding. They never played each other. <laughs> oh, it's stupid. Remember growing up, dude, before I only played, I used to play in the exhibition for the President's yeah, Cup only. Exactly. Yeah, and so Detroit dumb. was so the dumb. Let me ask you this. You, <laughs> yeah. you really think that, that, that Montreal's getting a team back? Yes. So then you had this stupid mascot, Yubi. With He's the, everybody's whoa, whoa, mascot. Whoa, whoa. Settle down. No one's just stupid here. <laughs> well, what? Well, UP's the man. So let me you, ask you, you here's where I'm confused. I'm genuinely confused. First yes. of all, what what is a UP? He's an orange furry dude who's an Expo yeah. fan. All who right. Likes to, all right. Uh, so, hug, so now, hug hot girls at games. The last time I saw him, he's clowning around at Montreal Canadiens games. Yeah, they yeah, gave, he's them too. They yeah. gave they gave him a job. Yeah, they, UP gets employed by a lot of different teams. When, you when, can't when, have a mascot be a mascot that, that, that for multiple teams. That, you can that if the work. team. You can if the team left <laughs> and the team's not there anymore. He's a, he's a free agent mascot. He just went and took another gig and well, put on another like he, jersey. It's not like he went to San Diego or something. He's in the city still. He's in the city. You know, it's basically like they adopted him. He's like a foster kid. Like, he lost his parents. Like, he's an orphan. When you think of a, of a mascot, who you, I, I think, now again, it's my age, I think of the San Diego Chicken. Who do you think? Yeah. Of? Philly Fanatics, good. To me, the yeah, the, the, well, obviously, the San Diego Chicken was the preeminent. You know, that was the one. Yeah, he was the first famous one. I'm partial to the Phoenix Sun Gorilla. Oh, yeah, he very Oh, the kind of because he can good. dunk? He's better than a lot of the players on the Suns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he can dunk better than the players can. The Raptors are good. Uh, he's he's amazing. Yeah, but oh, there's a lot of modern ones. The Atlanta yeah. Hawk guy's great. There's yeah. Mike. I'll send you the video. There's a video of the Atlanta <laughs> Hawk mascot driving a moped to work or something. I don't know. It's the the Atlanta Hawks driving a moped on the side of the street. It's the most strange thing ever. Um, the Philly fanatic is pretty cool. He's awesome. Yeah, he's legendary like the chicken. He's in the upper echelon of mascots. Yeah, current live mascots. I've got to go. Uh, San Diego Chicken's gone. He's retired. What What is the mascot uh, at uh, for St. Joe's basketball? What, the hawk? Yeah, so the, so the hawk. He's got a thing in there where he's got to flap his wings for the entire game. He can't stop until the game's <laughs> over. If you have a look at him, he literally nonstop's got a flap for the whole thing. I'm surprised I see him not flying around. My favorite uh, college guy is uh, in West Virginia. They just got like this redneck-looking yeah, yeah. son of a bitch. He's with got a, a mullet. He's, 
Yeah, yeah and he's got like a musket. Too. Yeah, musket. Like, musket. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 he's got like, no, he does have a musket. Oh, it's a gun, yeah. A mullet and a musket, yeah. all right? <laughs> so, yeah, he's got the gun, and it's just, you know, he's firing up the crowd and stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, he's pretty Who's good. Who's good, too? The Western Kentucky Hilltopper just looks like Grimace from McDonald's. <laughs> the stupidest one, and I don't understand this one, Mike, is is the Stanford Cardinal. Yeah, it's a it's, tree. It's a tree. I know, it's stupid. He looks like Gumby. So it's like, it's like a tree, and he sort of wobbles. He looks like one of those stupid things you see out of a car dealer. The only thing is, you're the Stanford Cardinals. Like well, what, it's, no, it's Cardinal. What is it? Is a Cardinal a tree? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, thought a Cardinal you, you was know, a priest. There are a lot of birds that are named after the teams named after birds, but I don't know of any team that's named the Pigeons. No pigeons, no. And There's almost every other are, kind of bird you can think of. Yeah, and you know what? Pigeons yeah. are cool. They're tough. Well, they're, yeah, they're dirty. Rats with, they're, they're rats with they're wings. Filthy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're filthy. <laughs> exactly. They fight dirty. They, they survive through anything. The Pittsburgh Pigeons. The Pittsburgh Pigeons. So, so uh, if, if the Expos come uh, back, is is UP going to ditch the Canadians? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. He ditches yeah, he's, the Canadians. He's yeah. mascot for life. Yeah, he ripped the Canadians jersey off. They and, put uh, the Expos jersey on. Exactly. Yeah, 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 the hockey teams don't have They have to have a – do they have cheerleaders too? Yeah, they, uh, they, they yes, got ice uh, girls. You do. They got ice girls. Actually, Vegas does in a sound like Tampa. The, Leaf, the Leafs mascot actually is pretty stupid when you think about it compared to other ones like Carlton the Bear. I know he used to work, live on Carlton Street, but a bear, it's, it was pretty st- I think that. <laughs> I know, honestly, and I'll say that too. It sucks. Like he's, I he's, like he's, Carlton. He's, I, no, no, he's overrated. He's horrible. It was Carlton the Bear because they played on Carlton Street. Yeah, yeah I got it, Gabe, but it's, it's, what's a bear got to do with anything? I think it's actually stupid. Well, what are they going to We can't have a leaf walking around. You, you could. What, it's like a live leaf? Just a big, yeah, big, like, yeah, just a big, like, styrofoam kind of costume and a leaf, and you walk around. I don't know. The a Rangers bear? just have uh, fans in the blue seats. That's the entertainment. You know, pot fan <laughs> like, sucks all day. Yeah, Ron Dugay. I like those, those Islanders have some hot ice girls. They, come they sure do. shovel the snow. Oh, know what the best is? <laughs> oh, only, oh, only in Toronto, Mike. Listen to this one. So the, the Leafs had these uh, hot girls. They, they, they do the, the snow in between the Zambonis. But people, people were offended. So now they got snow dudes. They come out with shovels and stuff. It's absolutely brutal. I don't think the <laughs> they Islanders are staying in Brooklyn, are they? Or aren't they going back to Long Island? They, they yeah, are, they yeah, are. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. they're doing it with the racetrack there. Uh, they're going to be right here, Belmont, uh, Belmont, actually. Is it Belmont? It's be in really? Belmont Park, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we go, we, yeah, we're going to go play some ponies in the afternoon and go watch the Islanders. It's going to be amazing. Maybe one day sports betting will be legal. Yeah, that's a good, very good yeah, point. They keep saying it. I don't know. It should, should be announced, actually. Uh, should be announced uh, pretty soon. Well, West Virginia just uh, passed a bill, right? Yeah, they did, actually. They did. Uh, also, so DL, uh, DL, DH, will they keep the DH in one or both leagues? Ooh. they got to decide on this, and they're leaning with uh, DH in both. I don't that like would that. Upset me that would well. upset me. Uh, all right, uh, Cardano's going to hang around uh, with us. I don't know if it's going to be too much if we throw Sincata into this uh, cocktail. I'm going to find out if he's the one with the Uber comments. Uh, you know he is. Prostitutes and penguins, that's right in Sincata's alley. <laughs> don't forget. Fantasy factor. <laughs> have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Oh, yeah. 
Right, let's take care of some business here, man. This show doesn't pay for itself. We thank the sponsors, and we encourage you, if you enjoy the show, to support the sponsors. Fantasy Factor, perfect daily fantasy site for the casual recreational player. Flatter prize pools, smaller fields, single entry contest only. Fantasy Factor always has fun contests going. This year, Fantasy Factor is running $100,000 home run derby. I like the sound of that. I do. $100,000 home run derby. Simply sign up and enter www.fantasyfactor.com. And don't forget about the DKMS. Every three minutes, an American is diagnosed with blood cancer. Unfortunately, 30% of the patients are able to find a compatible bone marrow donor within their family. But that's how you can help. Go to dkms.org slash FNTTSY and sign up online to register as a donor. DKMS will send you a swab kit, which legitimately takes a minute to do. It's like I did with the uh, my ancestry yeah, stuff. Ancestry DNA. Yeah, you swab each one of your cheeks and you send it back to them, and that's it. You're done. DKMS will then try to match you up with a person in need of a donation. The process is easy, and best of all, you can save somebody's life. Seriously, it's pretty cool stuff right there. Not metaphorically. You told me you're quite literally 0.9% Nigerian, Gabe, on your uh, test. That's correct. <laughs> Check out the DKMS.org slash FNTS. So why to uh, see how you can These guys, uh, Saturday Night Live, you got too you much gotta, triangle. You got a party going on there, Mike? Who's playing on? the triangle? I don't know what that is. Uh, That's got to be Cicada. It's always good to get a little triangle. Oh, uh, Cicada. <laughs> Cicada, is that you <laughs> giving out I my information? I should have known weird sounds. Are, are, is that you with the, uh, the Uberfax sending these things, giving out my information? I, no, I have no idea. <laughs> two, Gabe, two of them during the break. Two of them during the break. You ready? You want to hear? So someone's, someone's clearly listening and doing yeah. this, yes. All right. First one, alligator alligators have permanently erect penises. Yeah, this is no. I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. Well, I, it's a yes fact, too. apparently. And the oh, other, oh, so that's why <laughs> we weren't. That's why they're always mad. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the other thing is, got, humans yeah. continue to fart even after they're dead. Oh, that's true. And and they and shit themselves too when you're dead. Well, you're, well, you're that dead. I get, but. Uh, how do you pass? I don't wind, believe. Do I don't believe. That. Of course, it's true. No, no. it's, it's how you, you're dead. How you it's, a yeah. it's a fact. It's a fact. When you when you murder somebody, <laughs> you, you go in your pants. It's yeah. it's a fact. Tom Petty hasn't farted in months. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Don't give us some facts if you're gonna give us facts. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 Florio's I, the the Uber fact king. Uh, maybe it's Florio. Yeah. Florio, you're the one sending this stuff. Yeah, he has to be. I am not. I'm trying to figure out who the hell's playing in the NBA tonight. I don't have time for uh, erect alligators. <laughs> Tony, you, you hit for a uh, uh, so what a thousand dollars? Thousand bucks, Canada. You're hot. Yeah, I know. But tonight, half the Celtics and half the Warriors are out, and a couple guys are questionable. So we're gonna have to, uh, you know, guess a little tonight. Do you Just like to play less games? You know what's crazy? I don't like it. I like it when there's more games, but I've actually done better with the uh, four or five games slates this year. Guys, I don't have a choice. Uh, i got to get some DK action in right now because yeah, oh yeah, once you go over it's there. geographically blocked. Yep. Uh, geo, it's geo-blocked in the state of Nevada. I'm going to – so I'll call in tomorrow. I'm going to check in with Cardano uh, during the show, and I'll check in with you again, Tony. I'm going to get the sheet tomorrow, Tony, from the sports book, uh, yeah. U- U.S. Fantasy. It's itself. awesome. They do wicked golf stuff. You do the yeah. exotics. It's like horse racing. Exactly. Pick a couple. So basically, so for, for basketball tomorrow night in the NBA, what they'll do, Mike, is they'll have – 
They'll have like 10 players up on the board, maybe 15. It's not like the whole card. It's like yeah. 10 to 15 guys type thing, maybe 12 or whatever. And basically, who's going to have the most fantasy points in the night? And you can bet it like horse racing. So you can say, all right, I think Mike Trout has the most fantasy points tonight. Or I think that... Uh, you know, I think Clayton Kershaw, et cetera. Like, you know, they have different, you know. Exact the box. Yeah, they have first pitchers, hitters, exactly. Yeah. So you could say, all right, I want to bet first, second, or third, or just first, or win, play, show, or you can get crazy and start playing like trifecta. Yeah. So sort of horse racing betting, but on fantasy sports. That's the concept that they legalized uh, in, in casinos. Have you tried it yet? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's really yeah, good, Yeah, actually. it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, our boy Brian Blessing really likes the hockey one. Yeah, he, t- he takes them to the cleaners. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's basically like horse racing, right? So you get offered like 8-1. to one. So it's basically like, all right, tonight Kyle Lowry will have the most uh, most fantasy points, 14-1. to one. You know, obviously, sort of Greek Freak, LeBron. So it's yeah. sort of salary structure yep. like draft. Exactly, games. just odds. You know, Westbrook, Harden, Greek Freak, the big names. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's like 2-1, to 3-1, to 4-1. to one. It's it, So it really, really does cross over fantasy sports uh, and gambling which you know we're obviously big fans of both of them so yeah we'll, we'll grab those uh, we'll grab those sheets so tony uh you see minor league baseball is announced major league baseball announced that their minor leagues will be putting a runner on second base you know it's inevitable it's coming to big league baseball what, what's your take yeah i think that's a bad move i mean there's one sport that's created on the on the statistics it's major league baseball we bitch and complain about all the steroid guys because of the stats being it so what happens now in extra innings do we not get RBIs and run scored, or do we get inflated RBIs and run scored? On a positive, they're talking about limiting the season to 154 games. Yeah, that Yet, won't happen. You want, you, want, yeah. you want less games? Yeah, I think it's a good idea. So when did they the switch that? I, I'm okay with the 162, to be honest. It's a yeah, natural I, I like, progression I like of the it. six. But I'm going to say, they're going to go to 154 yet. <laughs> yet. There's always a but. Yet. Get this. They're going to have a series to get into the playoffs. So there'll be a, a play-in play series. There'll be a best of two of three between the loser teams to decide who gets the wild card after. Gabe, what year That's did they one. go from 154 to 162? Used to be 154, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. 1962. Okay, so that was before they changed from, the division. From, from 1920 to 1961, they played 154 games. Huh. The one thing I disagree with you guys wholeheartedly. I don't know how I answered you so fast on that, but uh, I'm, on, I'm on top of my game you today. You sure are, man. <laughs> I, I thought that spittle spinach drinks are uh, making your brain smarter. <laughs> the one thing I disagree is that you guys are no fan of the DH in both leagues, and you guys have to be old and stuck in the mud because there's no way that I go to a baseball game to watch a guy smoking a cigarette trying to outmanage the other manager by when to put up a DH and not. Give me David Ortiz. In you were the one. Give me Kevin. Uh, you were the one. Sincata, I love that. Sincata, Sincata, you were the one that stated you wanted any batting order in the ninth inning, so managers yes. would have to yes. decide stuff. <laughs> but I don't want. I don't want to watch a guy strike out. A guy doesn't even practice hitting. That'll speed well, up the game. Yeah. How about the damn pitcher yeah, learns how to hit baseball? It's never going to happen because they don't. We've had the rule in the National League, and they never practice hitting. Oh, Otani does. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. he's doing really well. I don't think he's going to hit yet. I told you. Kershaw can hit. I told you, too. There's no way in hell Otani's winning 11 games no. this year. Bet the under 10 and a half. Oh, I think he's going to – no, 11's a lot. But I think he's going to pitch well. I don't think he's – I think the Angels got a big problem. I don't think he hits 200. 
Gabe, the, the, the reason they'll in. go to all DH eventually, has it, it simply has to do with the it's union. The union. It, it'll never yeah, go yeah, the yeah. other way it, it, just because the union would never let that happen. It, it just creates more jobs. You're a guy, though. I you're am, but, but, guy, right, I, but I see the handwriting on the wall. Yeah. Tony, you're an American League guy. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and yeah. I don't want I don't want to see Botello Cologne up at bad. Give me a break. I, can I do. Know what, Tony? Yeah. I do. I do. I'm a National League guy, Gabe. I prefer National League ball. Oh, my I'm, God. I'm, American League baseball softball. You probably watch Jackass, Cam. I do. <laughs> Cam loves Jackass. We got I watch a lot of dumb stuff, Tony. You, you, got, a problem, you, you, got, a problem with, you got a problem with Steve-O? So, <laughs> no, I, actually, I met Steve-O once, and uh, <laughs> he's actually a nice guy. He's got a few All right, issues. So, so Donald Trump, President Trump, like uh, break, breaks, <laughs> breaks tradition and uh, refuses to give a, a tournament bracket. <laughs> oh, yeah. <he's, laughs> Screw you. That's the best. No. <laughs> Let's just be real. Basketball is a little too black for Trump. All right. So yeah. <laughs> like, I never thought about that. It's easy yeah, to like, it's hard to doubt that. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Like, if you ask Trump for a NASCAR bracket, at least he'd get one of his stooges to pull one together. But uh, Bar- Barack Obama has actually, uh, Barack Obama has actually uh, released a, uh, a bracket. Did he put and, it on Twitter? And how, 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 you know, this is so Barack, isn't it? He also released a woman's bracket. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Who's he like, Baylor? <laughs> Who's he like in the woman's? Obama revealed on on Twitter that uh, he has the three seed Michigan uh, State Spartans oh. emerging from the Ooh. Midwest to win the national championship. Now his brother-in-law is a college coach, isn't he? He was, yeah, yeah. Craig Robinson. Where did he come? Uh, uh, Oregon State. He was in the Ivy League, and, uh, and then he went to Oregon State. Men or women? And men, men, oh, men, yeah, men. He was okay. He was a great. Actually, coach. the Beavers have never been that nah, good. He, he was, he was, uh, below was, average, yeah. actually. That's uh, fair. And you know what it was? The guy sort of had a, you know, he had a basketball career and stuff. And sort of when, like, Michelle Obama became the first lady, it kind of sucked for him. Like, suddenly there was pressure on him. You know what I mean? And, like, politically, people didn't like Barack. They were like, oh, man, freaking, you know, Michelle's brother. Oh, yeah. You know? And it, <laughs> it sort of, it wasn't like a positive for him, essentially. Um yeah, so uh, yeah, he's got uh, Michigan State uh, winning winning the championship. I know uh, our, our, we have a couple of people we know like have Michigan and Michigan State in the Final Four. I wanted Both to ask Michigan schools. I wanted to ask uh, you guys. Oh, look at this! Minnesota Vikings pick up Trevor Simeon. Yeah. Trevor Simeon to back up Kirk Cousins. Please don't get hurt, Kirk. Wow, they're in a lot of freaking trouble, man. They're they're in a lot of trouble if that goes down. But all right, I'll start with you, Mike, and we'll get Tony and Cam's take on this. Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns bring in Tyrod Taylor. They bring in Jarvis Landry. Uh, so Joe Thomas retires right now, and Mike thinks he sucked and not a Hall of Famer. Uh, so they'll only get better now that they're replacing that old stooge. So uh, <laughs> just kidding. But the Cleveland Brown offensive line actually wasn't a problem. If you go to the line of metrics and stuff, I think they were like, better. Yeah. They signed someone. Yeah, so they were ranked like top five, top six, according to Pro Football Focus. Um You've got nice wide receivers now. You've got Landry possession guy. You've got Corey Coleman, who's a speed burner. You've got Josh Gordon, who potentially is one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League. I think they draft Saquon Barkley. They bring in Tyrod Taylor. And uh, now they bring in Carlos Hyde today. And I'm a Hyde guy. I like Hyde. Ooh. Is Hyde better than Crowell, though? I think they got a good deal with Hyde because they're only paying him $5 million a year. I'll start with you, Tony. Cleveland Browns, are you buying or selling what they've been doing? 
I'll tell you what, I'm buying, but they're not going to draft Saquon Barkley after that move. They also have Duke Johnson on the roster. I don't know That's what they're right. doing. Duke Johnson, well, the Duke Johnson, so he's, he's the pass catching back for sure. So you think and they then, take a quarterback? They, they, yeah, they have yeah. Tyrod Taylor, they draft the young quarterback. Yeah. They, the they will. They will. That's They'll a, screw it that's up. That's a mistake. Because <laughs> they have the fourth pick in the draft. I thought they'd pick a quarterback there. Mike, you, you know, all they had to do was not turn the ball over, and they had four, yep. if not five, wins with that team they had yes. last year. Their, exactly. de- their yes. defense was constantly put in awful positions. The defense wasn't all yep. that bad. Hey, and, no, they got Miles Garrett, Jabril Peppers, Peppers young yeah. guys. Yeah, so if they just put the somebody yeah. in there who doesn't turn the ball over, I, I actually think they're an eight-win team minimum. Wow, eight. I'm telling wow. you. I, I, well, I was thinking six or seven. I think like, if they yeah. didn't wow. turn the ball over last year, they had four at least. No, oh, but no yeah, five or six. I'm all in. I'm all in. I want to bet the over. I can't I'm wait. on the I, over in Cleveland. I can't wait for the regular Tony, season why window not? to come out. I'm hoping that it's four. Yeah, I, uh, because the, the one thing common was I agree with everything everybody said, but none of you have brought up a coach that's 131. I, know. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand he's how he's there. there. I don't understand he, yeah. how he's there. Uh, and the other thing know. is he's, they, he's they brought terrible. in the guy from the Mets, the baseball guy, to run the, the operation. <laughs> right? Oh, great. He's, he's 1 in 31 also. <laughs> why, don't you just bring in a, why don't you just bring in a guy from the Astros if you're going to hire guys from other sports? You know, he's a pretty good analytic guy. That That's ridiculous. Oh, I was looking at the numbers last night. And I think it's crazy. The New England Patriots are 5-1. to one. They, they took a hit, guys, losing yep. Deion yes. Lewis to Tennessee, Malcolm Butler to Tennessee, Amendola uh, to, to, uh, to, uh, to, to Miami. Yet the New England Patriots are still 5-1, to one, guys, to win the Super Bowl this year. It's a joke, man. They're not better than the Philadelphia Eagles are anymore. Nope, Jackson and Jacksonville might have some. They, they want to. Nah, there's a lot of teams. I'm not buying. You know who I'm looking at here, guys? The Houston Texans at yeah, 25 to one. Yes. But similar situation to Hugh Jackson. You just stated, Tony. I think Bill O'Brien's a bad coach and an idiot. You know. But I think Houston have all the talent to knock the Patriots off. The Patriots aren't the best team in the league, but they have a free ride to the Super Bowl, and that's the problem with it. With it, right? I know. You look at all, all these teams. The AFC will look to step up and come out. Come out of somewhere. Tony. The Jacksonville Jack- teams. The top yeah. ten teams odds to win the Super Bowl. Eight of them are from the NFC. Yeah, so the Jaguars. Yeah. People don't realize the Jaguars last year played. In, in, they played a last place schedule, right? And they played in a division that Andrew Luck didn't play, and then Houston lost their quarterback. Two of the teams lost their quarterback out of four. And now this year, those quarterbacks will be back. They play the Patriots, they play Philadelphia, they play Pittsburgh outside of division. The Jaguars will be eight and eight. You're close yeah, enough to this, awesome. Tony. What, tell me, do you think that Belichick and Brady go out together? No. Because it's getting close. It's getting close to the time. Yeah, I think Belichick is going to coach either somewhere else or longer than Tom Brady is uh, there. Belichick's two kids coach for the Patriots, too, and that's going to keep him uh, coaching for a while uh, longer that people don't realize. What do you guys think? we, oh, definitely. I think I, I think uh, Brady's going to be gone before Belichick. Good call by you, Tony. I think he's going to be hanging around. And I can't believe you got uh, looked at Houston at twenty-five to one. That is value personified. Deshaun Watson coming yeah, I'm back not healthy. With Pittsburgh uh, no, I, I, I think Houston at twenty-five to one is a great, great price. That's amazing. Jump on it. Jump up, jump up, and get down. Get down, Tony. NBA tonight. Lakers, <laughs> Lakers and Warriors, Tony. Is that the game you're talking DFS tonight? Oh, but the problem is half the, half the Golden State Warriors are out tonight. Jermon Green, Stephon Curry are out tonight. Uh, Clay Thompson out tonight. Nick Young's questionable but looking to play. Uh, Kyle Kuzma played amazing last night, uh, possibly out tonight. 
Um, this is, uh, I got a headache from today. The Boston Celtics, half the team is out tonight. Uh, half the team is out tonight. This is the problem with the NBA for the next month and that DFL centers are clamoring for baseball to start because every night you've got to sit here now and 50% of the lineups are going to be out. Gabe, they should yeah, play just half the game now. Like Major League Baseball, trying to shorten things. Maybe they'll get more people. Yeah, Miami's, and Miami's got a couple guys out as well. Dwayne Wade and Hassan Whiteside not playing tonight either. And this league wants to take bets and wants a cut of it, but they don't want to tell you who's playing until 30 seconds before the game starts. <laughs> uh, stay tuned right now. Tony Sincata is going to win you some money, some NBA DFS, even though it gave him a headache. Mike Cardano is going to be in the hot seat tomorrow. We'll be checking in live from Las Vegas, Nevada. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Safe Tony Sincata coming up next. <laughs>